out fucking standing. So, the Toby Richer story. What even is a philanthropist? Apparently, philanthropy... A charity person. Yeah, I I thought it was like something else, like kind of like a psychiatrist. I mean, I did I did Google it. You did you, do a Google, yeah. I did do a Google after the yeah. honest. Apparently, it's someone that loves humanity and um does you know public good or whatever, which would obviously make me the the opposite, which is a misanthropy misanthropist. I think which, you summed up quite well, to be honest. Yeah, the. The synopsis for it is general hatred and dislike for the human species. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck I'll, you guys. I'll be in that group. Yeah, yeah, fuck <laughs> everyone. So, um, Toby Richards, bodybuilder, ex-Marine, 4-2, I think that's how you say it, right? 4-2 Commando? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. And uh, how do you say the, the company thing? Is it J. Co. or J. Col? Um, you say J. Coy, which is short for Coy. J. Yeah, which is short for J. Company, I guess. Okay, so before the Marine, uh, sorry, before bodybuilding, then obviously there was the Marines. It was. So I guess were you where were you based? Is that Devon? Yeah. Well, I spent the training, which was just short of a year. It's about ten months long. Um, that's in Exeter. In right. in Devon, yes, and then from there I was based up in Scotland, only for a few months, which was uh, a few months too long. Um, I was there working at the the nuclear uh, deterrent, I guess you can call it that. Um, the uh, the the so big I, metal thing. Yeah, the big old metal thing. I was working up there, um, and then I was on to a machine gun course, which I fucking managed to blag my way onto a machine was, gun course yeah well there was there was about a year's waiting list to get on it what, what? And, I managed, and i managed to blag it within two weeks i don't know how i think it was a i think it was an error in the system somehow it could, but have, been I got the, it. It could have been the biceps maybe i, I mean that's well, yeah i i would have guessed number one that you need to be like pretty Strong, I guess, to carry. What is it like? A what do they call it? Is it like a GPMG? Yeah, G- yeah, GPMG. Yeah. Uh, is it a mini me? I think that is correct. Um, a mini me is smaller than a than a GPMG. Okay. okay. It's, it's more like uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of like in between, I guess. It's just like a little shorter version of a of a GPMG, which is I a lot easier. To, you've got to be. Quite strong here to to haul it about. That's hilarious, though. You've actually got to apply to go on a course. So I guess like people listening to this, if there's no one who's military, I can only imagine. You know, this is like right. We've got staff training. You know, and instead of you being in a bullshit boardroom learning how to do time management, you're learning how to fire a fucking machine gun. That is excellent. Love yeah, that. pretty much how it works is you do your you do your basic training. Um, it's called pass out, your pass out parade. When you when you kind of finish there, um, you then get sent somewhere uh, or based in a certain part of the country. Right. And it's, it's not really anything to do with. You don't really have any say in it. They kind of just fucking decide where they put you. And they put me up in Scotland, and I'm just uh-huh. here. I'm from South Wales, so that's a nice uh, seven or eight hour car journey. So nice. As you can imagine, I was pretty pissed off with that. <laughs> 
Um, but then all you do, how, how to specialize, because otherwise when you, when you first start your career, your general duties, um, which is pretty much a rifleman, right. and then you've got to specialize. But the thing is, nobody wants to be a chef, nobody wants to be a driver, nobody wants to be a clerk. They're all like the, the shit uh, specializations, I guess, <laughs> which most people, get, most people get pinged to do them. But um, fucking luckily, I don't know how. Again, I think it was an er- error in the system. But me, and a newly passed out Marine, which they call a sprog, managed to get on um, a machine gun course. And I avoided all the, the shit jobs for a few years. So That's it's pretty awesome. cool, really. That's awesome. Yeah. And I guess you, you get, I guess you get to fire your machine gun on like a, a, a daily basis? More, uh, yeah, weekly, I guess. A couple it's of weeks, awesome. wherever you so, go. You don't do as much shooting as people seem to think in the Marines. You do rifle and pistol range. There's on the camp. But for machine guns, you usually got to go up to, um, most of the time we're up to like Senny Bridge, which is um, in the Breton Beacons. Fuck, you have to move to fire the fucking gun. Yeah, because you need long ranges, really. Right, right, right. Oh, I mean, you can do it on short ranges, but there's no benefit from it because uh, machine gun, machine guns, you know, up to accurate up to 800 meters. So you know, that's you need a bigger range to do it, wow. I guess. Wow. I thought they were like quite literally not for really trying to hit anything. I thought they were just to make a lot of noise and cover people. You know, yeah. People's heads I mean, down. It's again. It's a few years now. It's probably been like fucking five years since I, I can't even remember four or five years since I was doing it. I think four. But um, if you imagine a rifle, for example, is for accuracy. You know, you'd you'd aim to hit yeah. a person or a window or something. Um, with a machine gun, it's kind of like an area weapon. Yeah. So if you. you're if you're shooting, let's say like three hundred meters, you're gonna cover a small area. If you if you fire up to 800 meters yeah yeah. yeah, you're covering like probably let's say 20 meters square i could be wrong i can't remember the the exact measurements anymore you're making sure that bad guys in that area are keeping their heads the fuck down yeah that's pretty much what it is yeah that's that's for sure that is excellent i also love i always thought that was fucking super cool when you um whenever you posted pictures of it the if no one knows 4-2 commando the j company thing you're I don't know what you call it. Is it like your sigil or whatever? Your your like logo. It's a fucking. It's a, a laughing Joker skull. How fucking yeah, cool is that? <laughs> Come on. J uh, J Company is always stands for Juliet. So our our mascot was a Joker. So fucking cool. A lot a lot of lads actually had the Joker t- tattooed on their arm. Yeah, it's excellent. It's definitely an excellent. Thing. I've seen uh, quite a few of them. I mean, even I know like the paratroopers are like the the badasses, but they get fucking horse. You know, they get Pegasus. You get. Laughing skull Joker, that's fucking excellent. I think I'm sorry, paratrooper people, but I think you got trumped on that one. You got the short <laughs> straw, I'm afraid. <laughs> I mean, we got a, a dagger and a laughing clown, so that's pretty badass, really. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you guys. I was pretty close to getting the the Joker tattoo, actually. I'm glad I didn't know. Now my bodybuilding has got more serious. It was something I wanted for a long time. It does look fucking cool. I mean, maybe. Maybe in the future. I Maybe think... a future one. I'm not going to be a bodybuilder forever, am I? So. Exactly. It's, it's definitely a, a future consideration. And I guess the last things I'll say, fanboying about uh, the Marines, the the whole boot neck thing, I, uh, I did a bit of reading into that. I always thought, you know, like, badass, super cool. But the history of that, that's that's like, oh, my God, that's so fucking cool, man. With the tying the, 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 the leather of the boot around the neck. Yeah, man, that's badass. 
Yeah, that's pretty it's, cool, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know how true it is. <laughs> you know, it was what in the 1600s or something. <laughs> probably escalated a little bit, you know, through the years. But yeah, yeah. So the cool, didn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. What what I read was it was. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's so that they they didn't get their throats slit. Is this correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's I. So fucking cool. Yeah, that's where Bootnet comes from. So it's, a, it's quite a cool fucking name, isn't it? That's fucking badass. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think any other company army type thing can really be like, oh, yeah, they got me a bootneck. You know, I uh, have this piece of leather around my neck because I'm so fucking badass and macho. <laughs> <laughs> and I got this laughing Joker on my arm. It's pretty cool. No big deal. How you managed to focus on um, anything, and 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 you weren't just inundated constantly with uh, swathes of women is, is just beyond me with that kind of cool stuff i just wow <laughs> excellent absolutely excellent um so you had scotland and then was it somalia i think Were you um in... like djibouti around that kind of way um east like east africa i guess okay so just like peacekeeping or whatever's yeah, stuff like that. Um, a lot. I did a lot of humanitarian. Um, well, well, I was in Sierra. The last thing I did was uh, Sierra Leone, which I don't know if you remember, but the the Ebola outbreak. Yeah, that was the last thing I did, and you know, I wasn't I wasn't even supposed to be going on that because I was um, I was. By that time, I decided I was I was leaving the Marines. I'd done, <laughs> yeah. I'd done just over four years by that point, or something. I've, if I remember, I mean, Ebola would probably be a pretty strong catalyst for time to get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to be like pissing blood out of my eyes. That's not really a, a thing on my list. And I was, I was on, I was away for the weekend. Right. I think I was on a date actually. I was like in fucking Nando's or something. Of course fucking Because I'm a fucking cheap date. Of course you are. And, uh, and I got a text from my boss being like, right. I think this was on a Saturday, and he was like, right, um, turn to Monday morning, which is like, just pretty much turn up, uh, Wednesday or Tuesday, can't remember which day, we're, we're leaving to Sierra Leone uh, for six months, and I was like, what, well, like, you know, I don't, it's, it's fine going away, because that's what, that's what your fucking job is, but when yeah, you yeah. get, when you only get three days notice, it's a bit Yeah, that, it's, it's, <laughs> that's, that's definitely, um, I think that puts a lot of real person life into perspective. You know, there's like, it's not like I'm going to discuss this with HR, you know? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got you holiday booked on that day. No, fuck you. You're going and you, you're not, you, you, you're going to make sure you don't get a bowler and die and you might get <laughs> shot at and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but at this stage I was, I was concentrating on uh, my resettlement. So, you know, leaving the Marines and trying to kind of start a bit of a, career i guess uh i was gonna go into bodyguarding bodyguarding yeah i think i remember you talking about that actually yeah that was that was my plan the weekend before i was supposed to be got, um, getting deployed to sierra leone uh i had a fight with someone in cardiff of course you fucking did as you do because you can't go out in cardiff without a fight now did you win uh yeah well i did win because i fucked my hand up by fucking hitting <laughs> someone so i thought my hand was broke so i was hoping then i was like okay i'm not gonna end up Getting deployed to Ireland, got a broken hand. Right, the swelling went down drastically by Tuesday. Of course so. it did. <laughs> I just had a sore hand and a shit deployment ahead of me. So. For fuck's sake! <laughs> Damn this 
Hercules kind of healing power and physique that I have. <laughs> For fuck's sake. So what you went you went you went to you went to um Sierra Leone. Yeah, I was, I was in Sierra Leone for, oh, fuck. I think, three months. I think we ended up staying. But um, it was supposed to be six months. But um, Yeah, it's pretty good then. Like half the time. It's not too bad. Yeah, they, I think they kind of give us the worst case scenario. We managed to, I think we got home like two days before Christmas, actually. So Pretty good was, result. Yeah, pretty it was pretty result. good. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. It worked out well in the end. But we obviously got, we got, we got replaced. So... That means about fifty or sixty other guys got got flown out to Sierra Leone two days before Christmas. So. Well, is that is that like what what fresh fresh people? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, fresh people kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. So, anything weird or anything memorable from um, your time in the military? Weird. I mean, the fucking, the lads are just weird. The people in the Marines are weird. Yeah, squaddies are a weird breed of people. Yeah, and I, I, I used to think it was the Marines that made you weird, and then I've kind of looked back and I think, no, I think mm. weird people join the Marines, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the, even now leaving the Marines, I've been out now, you know, like four years. Mm-hmm. And I, I still, still harder for me to, to make friends yeah. side of the Marines. And I've got lads, you know, my close friends in there that they've left now and they're doing mm. sort of normal, I think it's normal life stuff. But um, and they're the same. They find it quite difficult to to kind of just bl- not blend back in, but it's, we have a weird personality and sense of humor, I think. So Yeah. So Social interactions, obviously, um, a difficult transition, I guess, once you've been within that kind of institution around like-minded individuals or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like a typical night out was like pissing on each other, stripping off naked, and yeah, I was, I was going to say, yeah, there's there's definitely um, a, a penis fixation with all the guys that I know who are squaddies, and it seems the more dangerous the role, the more keen they are to get their penis out, like at yeah. any time, like yeah. <laughs> any time, like there's like a correlation between like the danger and the penis yeah like literally having <laughs> having your cock out in weather spoons and like pissing against the bar as if it's just like yeah this is happening cool <laughs> oh right no of course you're a marine right okay my mistake yeah sorry. <laughs> whatever man whatever like yeah that you guys are fucking insane and you 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 do um obviously your job is to do crazy shit that normal people you know wouldn't be capable of doing so if you want to get your cock out and, and piss on your friend, then I absolutely fucking salute you for that. <laughs> the, I think the, the the biggest part of it all is why you're so socially awkward is because you don't really live in the real world. No, you don't exactly. have time for five jobs. You, you know, you're 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 like being in prison to an extent, but you get paid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're locked in a, on a fucking camp or away. Like you know, I've been with lads uh, every every minute of the day for six months straight. And you end up just being like, like fucking kids, really. Like you forget that you're mid twenties. Most most of the lads were older than me. I was quite young. I joined at seventeen. So most of the lads were like mid twenties, even early thirties. And you literally just act like kids the whole fucking time until you until you've got to do your job or something yeah. serious. It's like there's no there's no in between. You either like serious, disciplined, and mature, or you're a fucking fourteen year old girl. 
getting wasted. Like, <laughs> I, I guess, I guess that would be some kind of coping mechanism, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you either, you know, I guess for for the guys who were out in, I don't know, Afghan, Hellman, wherever the fuck they were, you're either gonna laugh, or you're gonna cry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's the thing. A lot of lads do end up actually. A lot of lads end up with drinking problems. Um, I can imagine. Yeah. As, as much as they say it's not a problem, it's just fun. <laughs> think uh i think that's how a lot of lads do cope to be honest yeah yeah it's definitely some underlying things i know when i was uh looking to join the only thing that swayed me away unfortunately was having a girlfriend but what drew me to it was obviously you know that kind of um the the foundation that it would have given me there was some sort of stability there obviously i'd be around as you said like-minded individuals yeah yeah I was down the dumps, so I was drinking anyway, so fuck it, I'm probably going to fit right in. You, know you, what probably, mean? Yeah, you probably would have been a good Marine, to be honest. <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, obviously not uh, not one for me. Now I do a shit podcast. Shout out to your boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously you got out of there, uh, you were going to do... Um, oh, fuck, not self-defense, help me out here. You were going to do... Um, come on, bodyguard. Like, yeah, go. bodyguard and private security. Private security, yeah, yeah that's when. Post protection. I don't know where there's a hundred names for it, but yeah, that's that was my plan. And then, and then, then, boom, 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 back to Cardiff on a night out. I think what was it? I think I was celebrating my birthday, and sweet sixteen. <laughs> yeah, it was my sixteen. Um, I celebrated my, my birthday, I think, and I ended up getting in a fight again. Of course you fucking you know, did. Cock was out. I was pissing on someone at the time. <laughs> no, there was no, there was no penis involved in the fight. <laughs> and uh, I got, I got caught on camera. Got a warrant out for my arrest. I wasn't actually, I hadn't actually left the Marines at the time. Right. I was in the process of leaving. I was like uh, a couple of months before I left. Right. I got in the shit. Um, warrant for your arrest. What the fuck did you do? Um, Toby Richards, war criminal. Yeah. What was it? I didn't even. It wasn't. I didn't even fucking start anything. Actually, it was more like um, I don't know. A long story. We were drunk, but I mean, every everyone's innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which I was proven guilty in court. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the the CCTV shows me like punch a guy, and then we go into like a shop doorway. It's at night time. Right. Um, when a shadow, you can't see anything, and I like punch him, and he goes against the door, and you can't really see much. And then I sort of grab him by the scruff, and I spin him round, and um, like smash his back onto a curb. Oh, okay. Of course you fucking did. So, so he's like lying on the on the floor, just you know a bit fucked up. And then I get on top of him, like full mount or whatever you fucking call it. Right. Okay. Of course you did. Yeah. I I didn't hit him though. I didn't hit him. You I just got on top like... of him. I picked my fist up to like fucking right. punch him screw in the face. Right. And uh, I don't know, something in me was just like, you don't fucking need to do this. Yeah. So Restraint. Probably, yeah. So uh, anyway, I, a couple of lads I was with who were also Marines, they ended up getting caught. Um, and they ended up giving my name out of being drunk and not knowing what the fuck was going on. Of course. So then I was trying to avoid it for a few days. And then I got a call from my sergeant major, which is like the big boss man. He's a, right. They're all fucking scary cunts. <laughs> and uh, he was like, what the fuck's going on? There's a warrant out for your arrest. Jesus so I had, to myself, I had to hand myself in. 
Um, back down to Cardiff Police Station. Obviously. Pretty much the police officer in charge of my case was a bit of a dick, to say the least. Surprise, and surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> he was just a bit of a prick, you know. He didn't see, he didn't see my side of anything. Um, there was actually girls involved. The reason we had a fight with these guys was because they were pushing girls about. Uh, what a fucking shock. I've been there. Yeah, so we were the bad guys, obviously. And he's like, you know, you're, you're a Marine. You're, yeah. you're trained. You should uh, know better. Yeah, he's like, you're a big guy. I'm guessing you throw your weight around. And if anyone knows me, I don't throw my weight around at all. Like, I'm, no, no. I'm chill as fuck. Yeah, church match. Um, so pretty much, he, he was trying to get me in the shit. And then my lawyer was like, look, you're looking at prison for this. Jesus Christ. It literally looked like it was... Like uh, end of the road for Toby Richards. Yeah, I didn't really tell anybody about this, to be honest. I was a bit embarrassed and like... Because I kind of felt like I fell off a little bit, you know. Um, I mean, that's, that's entirely circumstantial, though. It's entirely circumstantial. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I ended up going to court. The guy, the judge, the guy. <laughs> the guy Your Honour. The guy with a fucking wig, I don't know whatever his name. <laughs> Your Honour. Your Honour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he was actually all right. I ended up getting a fine and um, a suspended sentence. So then pretty much if I was in any trouble in the next, I think it was 12 months. Yeah, you get, um, you go to clink. I literally go like straight to prison. That was, yeah. that was my thing. Yeah. Um, I think like the weekend after I was nearly in a fight as well. Like people were pushing me and standing on me. Oh no. <laughs> but I didn't, I, I was, I was good. I was good. And um, anyway, long story short, my bodyguarding uh, career didn't uh-huh. start because I had a, um, I had a, uh, sorry, a violent um, record, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you, which you can't have. It's even like even if you're a bouncer or a doorman now, yeah, you can't, yeah, yeah. you can't have any violent. Really? Kind. Yeah. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. As a fucking doorman, really? Because I don't know. I know anyone who has ever been out in Cardiff, but if you've ever been out in Cardiff, I'm pretty sure. Right at the top of every cunt CV on there is I'm a fucking violent asshole. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> like every time I've li- I've literally been grabbed, um, like around the throat, and he did like a like a like a finger in the throat hole thing on me, and I was I was I was just like saw it coming, and I was like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? It was happening, and I was like, I'm not sure if I agree with this, and then <laughs> it was like like pressing on my throat I, like bit of back up on uh backstory on that he literally um what did he say to me he, he was like something like i don't like packies no packies here and i was like well <laughs> i'm not actually pakistani i'm actually a jew and as he was saying all of this and i was explaining it he was obviously like a you know like a big bald valleys lad he was like poking me in the throat hole and i was like what the fuck is going on here like how fucking rude. Uh, and then I think he got sacked, actually. But no, that is fucking bullshit that you can employ um, violent people. I mean, they probably shouldn't, but they most certainly fucking do. Yeah, but, yeah. but maybe that was the best thing that ever fucking happened to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it was a blessing in disguise, to be honest. So, However, it did. It did send me into about six months of fucking anxiety and uh, not knowing what the fuck was going on in my life because financial distress. Yeah, financially I was fucked, but I was 
I financially fucked because I wanted to be. I didn't want to do a normal job, you know. No, 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 no. I, I got could, you. I could have worked a normal job. I could have been working on, you know, I could have been laboring and earning all right money. But I was, I didn't want to do it. I don't know. I was too, too proud, I guess. But I just thought if I do that, that'll be me for the yeah. foreseeable future. You know, I was like, so you, I kind of refused to do it. That's right. That's yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, it fucked me up for a bit. Probably a good six months, actually. Because, um, you know, I, since I joined the Moon 17 quite young, and then from there I felt like I was I was building and growing as a person and stuff. And then all of a sudden I was back living in Colford, not Colford, sorry, uh, Lydney in the Forest of Dean, in a little tiny fucking apartment on my own without any of my mates, you know, who I'd been with constantly, earning five pounds an hour cash in hand. Nice. Chopping fucking logs and stuff. Just, nice. Uh, yeah, I didn't really know what the fuck I was going to do because I couldn't even join the Marines back. I couldn't, I couldn't even go back no. in the Marines because, no. of my, because of my record. So, oh, fuck, in a I, rut. Yeah, I was in a massive rut. So, how, how did you pull yourself out from that? Because I've been, I've been in a very fucking similar situation myself. Um, where I've literally been. Well, started out homeless, started out at the bottom, now I'm here on a fucking shit podcast, don't know, shout out at you boy, <laughs> but literally fuck all, and then yeah, shit flat, no money, nothing, now I'm uh, employed, a university man, and you know, moving forward, so it is possible, but I don't really think people really give a shit about my story, I want to hear your fucking story, how did you go from earning £5 an hour to where you are now? Yeah, well, it's when you're down, it's hard, isn't it? Because you can't, you know, I remember lying there at night sometimes and I was thinking, if I had all the money in the world now, what would I want to do? Where would I go? And I couldn't think, of, I couldn't think of anything I wanted to do. I was like, I don't care about money. I don't. Did, did you, no- I'm sorry, did you exercise um, more? Because what I used to find when I was like super poor, I don't know if you used to do this, when I was super poor, I literally had fuck all in the house, right? I had a camping chair. Uh, I didn't have any blinds or curtains or anything, so I just used to have the lights off. I didn't like people looking in. Uh, I had a radio, you know, like a like an old um, like a hi-fi kind of thing that was on the floor, yeah, and, my, yeah. and my mattress. So what I used to do, I used to sit on the chair and listen to the radio, and I'd just be obviously starving, fucking hungry. And I thought, mm, well, if I'm out and I run, if I'm running, I don't need to eat, and then when I come back, I can just shower and go straight to sleep. I don't know, did you, do you ever, you know, try and, like, facilitate not eating with more exercise? Yeah, kind of thing, yeah, you know, at least, at least if you're moving, you're warm, aren't you, as well? Yeah, 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 literally that, like, yeah, and just out all the fucking time, just constantly out. I was... but, um, yeah, I mean, I was in a similar situation with you, you know, I had a, I had a mattress on the floor, Yep. I had I had a wooden chair yes. that was that was left there, and um, what else? Did I? I had something. I had like a I don't know, it was a bin or a, or or a laundry basket or something. I used to put this laptop on that I had, which a girlfriend gave me. Right, <laughs> fancy boy, it, fucking it, hell, Jesus parents, Christ! Her parents were a nice new laptop, so she gave me her old one. Someone's doing all right. <laughs> and, uh, I remember the cafe over the road had a uh, had Wi-Fi. Oh yes, you so were stealing the Wi-Fi. 
Yeah, so I went. <laughs> yeah. Bought, uh, I think I bought like a bacon butty or something for one pound fifty. Got the Wi-Fi code, and then nice. I bought one of those. Bought one of those Wi-Fi extenders. Yeah, nice. Pulled out from like <laughs> my home bargain. Home bargain. Oh my god. For oh ten pounds or something, and I used to hang it out the window in a carrier bag so it didn't get fucked. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! I thought I was the only one to fucking do shit like that, man. Oh my god! I used to blag Wi-Fi from. I used to blag Wi-Fi from this guy. He must have been like, how far away from? He was like far away. He was like ten <laughs> houses away, and I used to get like between half a signal and one signal. And it's yeah, not, you, it's you, enough phone yeah. hub, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. People don't know. People don't understand the struggle of buffering or any of that kind of shit these days or like i'd be playing like on an online game and i'd be like ah yes i'm just gonna do this dungeon and then it would just freeze and i'd be like oh <laughs> fuck fuck <laughs> so anyway they were they were the, some of the lowest moments and it wasn't even wasn't even the money and such really i'm not a, i'm not a materialistic person i don't you know, I've been I've been happier having less money than I have when I've had lo- when I've had more money. I guess. Yeah, man. But it was uh, it was a lack of direction. I've always known what I wanted, and I couldn't think of one thing I wanted. So, anyway, I was in desperate fucking need for like a proper job, not just chopping fucking logs and stuff. Yeah. So, um, I mean, uh, at some points, then actually, this is later on. I go anyway. So, I enrolled on a PT course. Um, I think I which, remember yeah, which was in Bristol, so it was across the bridge every day. Five five fifty for the fucking uh, yeah, what a fucking joke for that the was. Fucking bridge. Do you feel robbed? I mean, I know you're not in the UK now, but I felt fucking robbed, man. Like when when they just dropped it, it was just like, yeah, we've just taken it away now, and it was quite literally over a couple of weeks. It was just like it it, it was never here. It's like, what do you fucking mean? You've just taken it away. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like every fucking day going to Bristol, queue in and then I think how much was it? I think for my van it was like seven pounds something. Oh you yeah. Fucking you a, kidding me. You got a car sized van. So I did. You get yeah. fucked, you know, you get you haven't, oh. you haven't even got the, the big vehicle, you've got the small vehicle with the big fucking prize. Pathetic little fucking van. <laughs> how fucking dare you? But then just 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 to shut it and be like, Yeah, don't worry about it. It's, it's never happened. Well, is there nothing near at all now, or is it just cheaper? No, it's just there's nothing there now. They've quite literally merged. Well, you, just drive, you just drive straight through. Just drive straight through. They've like merged it. Okay. So instead of it being all those lanes, they've like shut a big section of it, merged it, and now you just go straight across. As in, I don't know, like we could have been doing the whole fucking time. <laughs> Jesus, Christ, I'm sorry. That's the Jew coming out. I'm so sorry, but some oh! money in. <laughs> yeah, I just oh, you fucking <laughs> bastards! Please continue. Oh my god. So, it was like, so I was doing this PT course, which I managed to get cheap because I had um, like learning credits from the Marines. Oh, nice. Which is probably. Yeah, they help you out a little bit, you know, not much, but it's it's better than nothing. So I had like learning credits, so I I kind of got this PT course kind of a bit a bit cheap. Um, did that? Met a guy on that course. Um, who he done a couple of competitions like men's physique stuff. What was his name? Uh, his name was Steve Ball. Shout out! Nice guy, very good, very nice guy. And um, you know, I was I was always in shape in the Marines. I was always into like physique kind of. Stuff kind of look even when i was in there i was always training and 
I, I knew nothing about dieting, but I used to just stop eating carbs around 5 p.m. And for yeah. some reason, some reason I got lean. Like, so. Weird. <laughs> Insane. Um, yeah, weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so then I started, he said, oh, you should, you know, you're in, you're in good shape. You should do a, a men's physique competition. So then I started training for that. I was in about two weeks of being in the um, a routine, I guess. I literally, like, my anxiety and everything just kind of fucking went. Um, I I was waking up in the morning doing cardio. I was I was going to this PT course, which was I think it was like 9 p.m. till 4 p.m. or something. Uh, sorry, 9 a.m. 9 a.m. till 4 I was p.m. Say, so, Jesus Christ! What kind yeah. of backwards <laughs> nocturnal hours would they be? Yeah, it's at 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. or something like that. So it was you know it was a decent amount of day. But I was getting up, doing my cardio, dieting, cooking my food, driving there, doing the course, coming back, hitting the gym. So I was back in routine, obviously, which what I needed. I didn't realize that's what I needed after the Marines. That's, that's what you guys like. You guys fucking love that shit. You love yeah, the and, regimented shit. You know, as soon as I, as soon as I got back into um, a routine and like a challenge, you know, anyone who's done comp prep, mm-hmm. it, it is hard. I mean, it's not even hard as in like you're hungry. It's hard as in... You've got to fucking cook all your meals. You've got to fucking weigh everything. You've got to do your yeah, cardio. There's, there's discipline there. I think yeah, just... it's discipline. Not hunger aside, it's just it's just a lot. So my mind was so focused on that and focused on this competition. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped giving a fuck about how I felt in my head. I guess you know I, I was I had direction again. I was like, all right, fuck yeah, it, that's it. You, you you're focusing on bigger things now. Yeah. So that that kind of got me out of my. Um, like my anxiety and stuff. Like I used to be on nights out, and I would, I'd be fine, fine, fine. And all of a sudden, I'd be like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. Like people... I know, I know where you are. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's weird because you don't, you know, when I was younger, I was in my teens, my early teens. I, I never had a problem with it, and then here I am at like twenty-two years old, and I can't stand in a bar with people near me or like. Oh people. Jesus Christ! No, I, me cause I just. I used to. Up, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I used to freak the fuck out, man, and I used to find that when I was on cycle. Yeah, sorry guys. Spoiler alert! If you didn't know, everyone fucking knows. Come on, but yeah, shock, shock. Um, when I was on cycle, obviously testosterone gives you far more sensory perception than if you don't have testosterone. So these elevated levels of testosterone. I can remember being with my uh, my lady friend, lady friend girlfriend at the time, and we were in Bristol. And I don't know, you you must be able to identify with this as would i'm sure other um juicy friends who are listening to this delicious podcast you you can kind of like sense people around you i don't know if that makes sense like my, I, I can like if if i shut my eyes then i i can kind of give you like a, a an approximate distance of where these people are and we're walking through this um uh you know you know like the marina like where all the, the edgy cool kids hang out in bristol you know what i mean right yeah, I didn't really hang out there. It wasn't cool enough, but I know. Of course, it. of course. <laughs> um, near like Zaza's and stuff, and there's just so many fucking people there. And I, I can feel like clucking. I'm just thinking, like, you know, I'm gonna fucking spark this cunt. I'm gonna spark this cunt. And I'm like, oh my god, fuck! I'm freaking out. I need to sit down and have some Haribo. And that's what I did. I had to quite literally sit down, have a fag, and have a handful of Haribo because I was just like bugging the fuck out, man. It, it's, 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 it's a weird thing to feel so um anxious about nothing yeah like very like sensitized to yeah yeah that, that, that's it but like 
all the fucking to, time. Someone could catch eyes with me, and I'd be like, "He's looking at me. He's, he's staring at me." Looking at me. And he's yeah. like, "What's going on? <laughs> what the fuck's going on?" I still get it now. Sometimes I try. I try and just like zone out and switch off from it because obviously there's no one there who's going to try and kick off with you. Of course, it's fucking not. I mean, um, kind of happened to me the other day. Actually, I was in my my local town, and uh, there was these two like drunk dudes walking past me, and you know, it's, it's pretty low population so it wasn't like you know i'm super on edge anyway i'm just you know walking past and he said to his friend i could just fucking hit you in the face now and obviously i was instantly like that was aimed at me so I just, obviously i just turned around and i was like what the fuck did you just say to me mate instantly triggered and he, he looked at his mate and he was like um what and my missus was with me she was like um okay what the fuck are you doing and i was like thinking then oh shit i've got this wrong what the fuck am i doing and i was like well i can't fucking back down now can i <laughs> obviously not so i had to fucking square up to him then i was like for fuck's sake i've gone out to get milk and this is what's fucking happened you've got to follow through with it <laughs> exactly i'm not fucking backing down on this he was just like eyeing me up and down like yeah i'm, I'm fucking ready to go Ken. and i was like well i'm fucking ready to go i ain't going fucking nowhere son my feet are planted <laughs> how fucking dare you but yeah it's um, it's it's not a fun thing to have to deal with that uh, anxious, angry bullshit. But exercise, as we know, definitely uh, counteracts that. It does. I can give you some science on that later. We can uh, we can get back to that one later because I do know <coughs> the science on that. I fucking do. I'd like to hear that actually. Um, so where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Bodybuilding first show. Oh yeah, so yeah, I kind of like I dropped, I lost the uh, the anxiousness and stuff, I guess, because I was focused on this this bodybuilding, and also it stopped me going out drinking because I couldn't drink when I was prepping for a show. So that's probably a big fucking that's probably a big uh, big part of it. But then I was still like, um, yeah, I was prepping for this show. I finished my PT course, then I got a job in DW Fitness, which of course you did. Yeah, is the biggest. Uh, the biggest load of crooks in the fucking world. Um, it was like five hundred pounds a month rent just to be there. You've you've got to charge thirty pounds an hour. You can't charge more or less. Um, you've got to wear their uniforms. Pretty much, you've got to abide by all their rules. Um, you've got to pay them five hundred pounds per month, and then you've got to also find your own clients in the gym. They don't give you clients, which. Uh, I don't know, I was fucking naive. I'd never, I'd never, I'd never really been business-minded because I didn't need to be in the Marines. I was always like, go and do this. Okay, I'll go and do it. So when I had to kind of work myself out, mm-hmm. um, I'll be honest, I was pretty shit at it. So I ended up spending a lot of money on rent to try and get clients who didn't have money. The area of Bristol wasn't, um, I forget I forget even where it was now, but it was it was quite out of Bristol, you know. It was, it was actually more towards the airport, if anyone who knows that. Yeah, I know we are. I can't, I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, and so I ended up making fuck all money. There'd be nights I'd be like, okay, I'm either gonna um, get electric for my house, you know, yeah, or I'm gonna eat. Old, yeah, on the old keys that used to, well, you still do, I guess, the the top up keys. Yeah, I, like, well, I either eat tonight or have electricity. Some nights, you know, I had like five pounds to my name. Yep, yeah, you know, yep. I know that one. Fucking twenty two years old, man. It was like. I was like, this is, I can't do this shit anymore. Just as a, as a, as a thing there, what was your go-to cheap food? Because for me, it would be rice and eggs, because obviously rice lasts forever and eggs are eggs. 
you know. XRX. <laughs> um, do you know what I used to? I used to cook a lot. Yeah, rice or like um, noodle stuff. I'd literally just put loads of stuff in a pan. Yeah. Um, I'd usually get like the the frozen the frozen chicken breasts are a lot cheaper than the the fresh ones. Yes, they are. So I get some frozen chicken breasts. I'd usually get like um, a bag of rice. What's that? Like a fucking pound in it for like lots of rice and uh, packet noodles, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just fucking make like a big chicken and rice kind of thing, or chicken and noodles. That was probably my go-to on a, a poor man's diet. Yeah, I mean, you don't really have much of a choice to worry about, you know, all the sodium and all the other shit things that come with uh, packet noodles when you're super broke. So, and the thing is, I was I was prepping for a show as well, and I was prepping for a bodybuilding show. My right. first one, I, I had no fucking idea about any of it. So even trying to even trying to do that, you know, on uh, on the side was fucking hard. In terms of money, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine you know you got to pay to enter, I guess. Yeah, and after after my first show, I couldn't even afford a cheat meal. After I, after I paid the fucking bridge, fucking <laughs> 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 separate bridge, bane of my life. I think I had like four pounds left, so. You know those Maryland, those Maryland cookies. Fuck yeah, pound for a packet. Do of... I know those Maryland cookies? Shut the fuck. Listen to you. Of course, I fucking know those cookies. I think Come I bought three of them and a big bar of dairy milk or some four pounds. Perfect. <laughs> Nutritionally balanced. So that totally was my. Rigid. That was my cheat meal after my first show. <laughs> anyway, and then from there, I realised then that it was the competing that was keeping my fucking head straight. There you go. So, so I was still, I was natural. Obviously, I was I was natural. I did uh, I did five shows natural. Even though people didn't believe me in my last couple, I was natural. I fucking was. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Uh, yeah, and that's 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 what I found. Then, and then I was competing. That like sort of kept me on the straight and narrow a little bit. So would uh, you would would you say that um, achievement or uh, working towards a achievement, would you say that would be um, kind of like what what is your your drive and your motivation? Because for me personally, I don't know there's probably other people out there uh, that also follow that kind of mantra. That would be for me what drives me and keeps me going. Like this is this is why I can't do a generic nine to five kind of job because you know what I mean like clock in clock out clock in clock out yeah, can't fucking yeah. do it I like I like to know that's why I love um education and that's why I love all the ridiculous hobbies that I've got because you're always working towards something and then from there you're progressing into something and then progressing into something and that just drives you forward you know what I mean yeah I mean that's totally for me it's not even I mean, you know I like to win shows but you know it's not even I don't I don't start a uh, prep for a show if you ain't like, first, you're last. <laughs> that's what they say. Um, for me, it's it's it sounds really fucking getting cliche, but it's the the journey. I guess it's it's working towards something because that's. I mean, isn't that what you know? It's the most natural thing in the world, isn't it, to have a goal? Yeah. Uh, even it if like chasing fucking women or whatever. You go back to fucking when we were cavemen. Yeah, What's your goal? Chase a woman kill that fucking thing over there and eat it like, you, like as soon as you stop having goals i think that's when i think it's also, ambition it's obviously yeah. it's, it's ambition you, you're driving forward with some kind of purpose obviously and um c- completely contrary to that i think it is very 
damaging and in fact dangerous people who and this seems to be a a, a, a very popular thing right now they uh they, they they allow people to be average obviously not everyone's going to be usain bolt fastest man in the fucking world not everyone's going to be toby richards bodybuilder but if you constantly allow people to be this marginalized normal fucking you know mediocre shit person and never push them to be better themselves you're just gonna end up with a with a, with a, a room full of fuckheads who are just shit which is what we're yeah. getting yeah Do you know what i mean yeah 100 percent, man i agree with you um and i think it's so easy now to not push yourself because what the fucking is people are allowing it to be facilitated and i don't know i i, I don't want to delve too deep into it but this is what gets me with um the uh, a bit of controversy if you hear the fuck it the the fat shaming thing couldn't you fuck off a second fat shaming first of all right shame that word is now being used as shame do you know what i mean i, I mean that in like the in, in the literal sense if you shame someone then shame on you yeah yeah, yeah. this is gonna get maybe a bit confusing because i'm gonna be using the word shame so much but shame should be fucking there that should be your barometer to yourself as an individual to be like oh fuck yeah i don't want to look like that and then there's other kind of you know parameters of that but me personally as you know i'm not a bodybuilder i do enjoy the occasional slice of cheese you may say <laughs> but i know like i know i've 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 been um i've been looking after myself better this this past uh i don't know five weeks because I look in the mirror and i think ah right getting a bit pudgy now um I don't really want that. And that isn't because I saw in a magazine somewhere. That isn't because, you know, society told me to do this and that. It's quite literally because I looked in the mirror and I thought, oh, fuck, I look a bit shit. Like, I look a bit shit. I've made this decision myself. <laughs> That's not on anyone else. That's not on anyone else. I'm looking in the mirror and I'm thinking, mm, I don't want to be a piece of shit. And by using this, this fucking terminology, you know, shaming people, you're allowing that to be normalized. And it's okay to be like that it's, it's it's okay to be okay with being shit yourself fuck that i don't want to be a shit person i want to be the fucking best version of myself i can possibly fucking be so if, if that means laying off the cheese for a little bit then fine but do, do you know what i mean like you literally get one fucking body you know why why you would got, you only got one chance to it's a, exactly you've got literally got one shot at this why I'm not saying would you... everybody's got a uh, fucking big pecs and be shredded or every no, girl's got a fucking not, massive toned ass but it's for me as well is if you're overweight it's self-care though man that it, isn't something to be ashamed of or to shame people for and a little bit of vanity little just just a little bit just looking after yourself i don't mean like you're in the mirror for 10 hours i just mean you're just looking after yourself yeah do you know and, what i mean I think with me as well, especially even with even with clients. Obviously, I've been as PTing for four years. Mm -hmm. um, when people get in better shape and they feel more confident about themselves, yeah, they they work better, you know, in, in in their jobs and stuff. And they actually, you don't get tired doing shit. Like so some people have, they lost quite a lot of weight with me, and they they can do normal shit without getting really fucking tired about it. And you know, like. Okay, I don't know what the heaviest you've been. You've probably been quite heavy. I've been the heaviest. I've been is 104 kilo, which is not 104 yeah. kilo. Yeah, that's, yes, that's my heaviest, 104. 
and it's not like huge, but I'm, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm just under five eleven, so I'm not tall. But man, it's it's hard to do shit. Oh yeah, like, walking up and I down get the stairs, tired, like walking on the mall or walking in the shops. And yeah, I'm like, and yeah, you know, and, and and you're in like pretty good shape at that point anyway, by yeah, most like, people's uh, standards. You and you and I are that way. We have a lot of muscle mass as well, so we're strong. So imagine not being strong but being that heavy. How hard oh it is to just God. move. Imagine. How, oh, you must stink. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, fat people, but you must stink, man. If you're like five foot nine, because I am, I'm like five nine, five ten, and I'm one oh four, one oh five. Oh my God! Imagine the chafe. Imagine the chafe because the lat chafe I used to get anyway was just unfucking bearable. Do you know what I mean? Just like floating around the house in your sweatpants oh uh, i get it now stinky. i'm i'm just over 100 kilos now and i have to i have this cream that i put on in between my legs so they don't chafe when i walk yeah. around it's yeah called, i can't remember what it's called but the the slogan is for thighs for thighs that high five so it's designed to... <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> yeah is that an I mean, american thing that must be an american yes thing. american yeah of course of course it's american fucking is. <laughs> of course i love that i fucking love that for thighs that high five they put them in they put them in happy meals over here of course they do <laughs> of course they do that's that's brilliant i used to have pseudocrit like genuinely this is yeah the big people will know if you've got like big thighs big back you will chafe and yeah as awesome as it is to look in the mirror and be like, damn, bro, you're looking pretty fucking swole today. You're, like, at the other end of the spectrum where you've actually got muscle mass. Like, I can't imagine being fat as fuck, like, properly, you know, horrendously fat. All health issues aside now, I'm not even talking about the fucking plethora of fucking health issues that you would have as a fat person. Just, like, how you'd feel. You know, just like normal tasks, day to day. Fuck that, man! Absolutely not. No, dreadful. no, no, no. Dreadful. No, it's a no from me. It's <laughs> no, so definitely a no from me too. Um, where was I? What was I saying? So anyway, so after I, I was doing my shows and stuff like that, and then from there, that's when I moved. A, a guy, a guy I met in the Marines, um, saw that I was personal training. And he messaged me from Dubai and said, look, I'm out in Dubai. I have a small PT company that I'm trying to grow. Do you want to come out and pretty much be a PT in my company? Wow. Um, so. I bet that was like a lottery moment. Yeah. I mean, Just like, yeah, oh, I mean, wow. I was looking, before that, I was looking, I wanted to move, man. Like, I, I traveled out in the Marines and I wanted to keep doing it. I wanted to just, yeah. I love, I love just being somewhere, you know, being away, even if it's, if it's not anywhere special, it's just uh, away. So you grow, isn't it? Obviously, if you stay somewhere too long and you, you get a bit rooted, this is where the, the monotony comes from. Yeah, yeah. And even, you know, even if it's moving from town to town, you still, yeah, you still change. You still, yeah, it doesn't really matter the scale of it. Just changes, changes good, man. It is definitely good. So, um, yeah, he, he offered me this, this job, I guess, in, uh, in Dubai. And the only thing was, he was like, look, um, we need you in three weeks or something if you want to do it. And before that, I was looking at, I was looking to move into like Australia, uh, Canada, like, fuck, I didn't care. I was just, I wanted to move. I wanted to get out of the, out of the place. 
So yeah, that was that was that was the only sort of um, catch twenty two with it all was that I had to be out within three weeks. So I had a an, had an apartment. Uh, I had a long term. I said long term girlfriend. I had a girlfriend I was with for like two years by that point. Um, and we were actually fine. Like everything was going well. And I literally, I just, I just took the offer on the spot and was proving to my girlfriend that I'm moving to Dubai. Sold my apartment. Went on a little holiday to Ibiza for a week before, and then fucked Oh up. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's how I ended up in Dubai anyway, which is another story, but. What was, it, what was it like, though, in, in Dubai? Like, what is Dubai like? Just a quick one there. And also, real quick, shout out to Wiggs. <laughs> He's still in Dubai, actually. <laughs> Motherfucker. Big shout, Wiggs. He needs his own Instagram page. I'm actually fucking disgusted and outraged that Wiggs does not have uh, his own Instagram page. I'm just afraid he'll get more followers than me. So. <laughs> I, I would not doubt that, to be fair. He's, uh, he's a handsome man. He is a gorgeous man. He's a handsome man. But yeah, what 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 is Dubai like? Dubai, Dubai, Dubai is very different to what I imagined it as. I think okay. I imagined it as Saudi Arabia. Um, so just you know, for people who've never been to an Arab country, then just go ahead and try and explain that because I've I've never been to Dubai or Saudi. Yeah, so I imagined it to be very restrictive and religious um, okay. especially being British we obviously we hear lots of negative things towards yeah. like Islam and, and the Middle East yeah um, and actually we, even being the Marines we got briefed up on a lot of stuff so people might think that the Marines would be the worst but actually they're not at all because we actually get briefed up on how it is um, the reality of it not just what you see, you know, on the fucking front page of the sun. Yeah, obviously, you're you're not a media outlet, are you? You know, yeah, you're yeah. frontline soldiers. So it was when I got there. It was very different to what I, you know, what, what I imagined it as. Um, it kind of felt. I, I only spent a small amount of time in the US uh, before, but it felt to me like the US more or less. It was very, it was very okay. Americanized, okay. very West, okay. very very Westernized. Yeah. Um, it's still it's still religious. But it's it's not like in your face, or mm-hmm. you know you can girls can go on the beach in bikinis, stuff like that. There's there's bars, there's nightclubs, there's there's all that kind of stuff. And as long as you're respectful, there's no issues. Like I never had any issues at all. Yeah, I mean, I dare say that. I mean, anyone who wants to challenge this, carry on, open a history book, and you'll get fucking Trump, mate. Sorry, this is a fact. I dare say that um, anywhere that holds religion above progress tends to fall behind so i yeah, mean exactly. yeah dubai being fucking dubai you know what it is the um ugh, whatever you you want to call it the uh i don't know what what are they oil and every other fucking mega money thing of the middle east you're kind of gonna have to be a bit forward you know you're gonna have to allow a bit of progress yeah, exactly, and you know a lot of the for Dubai to be how it is, a lot of the again, I, I could be wrong here, but what what I know of is is it's built on Westerners, it's built on um, tourists. That's right. Um, they need they need they need Westerners there. Without the Westerners, Dubai is not going to exist. So of course, well, that's kind of yeah how capitalism works. The consumer, contrary to belief, controls the market. If you don't have any customers, what? 
fucking yeah, what the fuck pointless, are you? pointless <laughs> having a product. You can have all the oil in the world. If people don't use oil, then fuck you. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so actually, it was a good place to live. I was there for just over three years, mm-hmm. um, PTing, but it was, it's expensive, man. Like, I had a one bedroom apartment, probably 20 minutes out of the main the main places, which Dubai is kind of split into two main places, I guess, like this place called downtown, right? Um, which where the Burj Khalifa is, yeah, the biggest, biggest building in the world, twice building in the yep. world, yeah. And then you've got the, the you've got the marina, which is like the, I guess, the, the pretty place where you get the boats and you get the, a lot of like bars and nightclubs and stuff like that, okay. So I was, I was like 20 minutes out from there, and I'm looking at you're looking at about 1500 pounds maybe 800 pounds i can't remember what conversion is exactly uh per month before oh. bills just just for my one bedroom apartment so just to you know as well, i was 20 i was 23 when i moved there yeah, yeah that's outrageous that's quite literally more than a mortgage on any fucking house around here ever ever yeah yeah so Wow. Anyway, I moved to Dubai with um, 200 pounds to my name. That was it. That was all I fucking had. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, fuck it, I've got to make this work or I'm back to my shitty apartment in <laughs> Lydney. So I, I picked up PTM quite quickly like through this company. they Even though they were actually fucking me over slightly, it was still better than um, what I had previously in the UK. So I, was, I started off room sharing for... Uh, a few months, and then I just thought, "Fuck this!" And I, I kind of branched off on my own. I left the company because um, I was on fifty percent commission with the company. Yeah, I work, I work on my ass off. So I left the company, and then I started doing my own thing. And I hate to say it, it was mostly through Instagram. I just, I just built up my Instagram. Um, you know, being in the Marines and stuff like that, you don't really use social media too much. No, no, of course not. So I was always, yeah, I was always a bit slow with it, but I realized then, like, I needed to make money for and, and free advertisement is instagram so i just started like posting you know freaking two three times a day on my instagram and everything it's, social media really is it's, it's just uh wow what a fucking powerful tool i mean as an example you you've got what what fifteen thousand followers now yeah, right obviously i knew you, i knew you before but i've managed to interact with you on that platform right and you've got that many people following you um suzanne who uh, was on previous podcasts through fucking social media. Like, I've fucking spoken to Steffi fucking Cohen through um, Instagram. She will be on the show. I told her. I told her. I asked her about, um, what was she eating? It was like an animal pack um, protein bar thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I asked her for an honest review. And she didn't. She laughed at me because I said, did, was it like, did it taste like hairy? Do you know what I mean by hairy? Do you know what I mean? Like when you get those protein bars and it'll be like super ultimate delicious chocolate flavor. <laughs> and then you bite into it. You're like, oh my God, yeah, I can't wait for this. And you bite into it and it's just like, you're just like hairy. Do you know what I mean? It's like you've just put your mouth onto a dry asshole and just like licked it. And you've got a bit of that kind of like fluffy. I can, <laughs> ah, what the fuck <laughs> is that? I you know what relate, I mean. Can't relate to the asshole, but yeah, I know. Yeah, the bars are. Well, of course, you've lived a, a far, um, far less of a renaissance life than I. Then, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm able to fucking talk to to people 
you know, from all across the world who've, you know, very, very famous people. I, I, I got fucking, I got a shout out on Zaheer's fucking Instagram the other day. I was like, oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God. I was, yeah, I was fanboying so fucking hard there. If you listen to this, dad, I'm still waiting for you to come on the fucking show. So <laughs> it'll happen. It'll happen one day. One day, one day. Yeah, it will. Yeah, the next Joe Rogan with a lot more hair. Yeah, I could be. When I I, 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 I leave, I leave, um, I leave Joe Rogan on for BMO when when uh, whenever I go out. But I call it <laughs> Mo Rogan, of course. <laughs> yeah, pretty smart. I've uh, painted that. So Joe Rogan, if you're listening, trademark. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Blame Mo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyway. Uh, Instagram, man, it's like it's, yes, Instagram. It's the best and the worst thing, in my opinion. Um, every penny I've earned in the last three and a half years has come from Instagram. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh. Obviously, I had to do the work. I'm a personal trainer, online coach, or whatever. I wouldn't even say online coach, actually. I mean, I do it a little bit. I don't make much money from it, <laughs> to be honest. A couple of hundred pounds a month from it is like the best I do, but. Um, yeah, every every client I've had in the last three and a half years has all come from from Instagram. Instagram. Who fucking knew? Who fucking knew? So that's pretty much how I built up my business in Dubai. Um, hmm. yeah, yeah, I ended up I ended up earning good money there. You know, Dubai people have got a lot of money in Dubai. Yeah, I would have thought it's kind of a swings around about gig then. I guess after you're established, because I guess although living costs are high, I would imagine you'd have to have a wage to kind of match the living cost. Yeah, I mean, I was on, what was I on? I was on about 22, 25,000. I, 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 you know, I was taking in over 5,000 pounds a month. Wow. Um, just from, from PTing. But, you know, it was, I worked my ass off to do it, but um, it was it was good money. It was definitely good money. And, I'll be, I'll be honest. PTing is not a hard job. Okay, it's, it's it's demanding, like physically, but it's it's not a difficult job, and it's not something that you wake up in the morning and think, "Fuck, I've got to go and stand in the gym today and and train people." Like it's not a it's not a hard job to do, you know. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, but then I think the 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 difference will come as will be shown in your success with your clients, which completely unbiased uh, opinion here. I do, I do rate some of the people that I have seen you train. I, I will say I do rate, uh, and I have seen some actual fucking progress. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If I thought you were, you were shit your job, I tell you, I'd say straight <laughs> out. And you, you know, you know, I call bullshit when I see it. Absolutely. I'm, 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 a, I'm an unbiased opinion, but, you know, as easy as it may be, uh, standing there, standing there and knowing what the fuck you're doing and having an objective eye is uh, definitely, you're definitely in the 1% there. There's, there's not many quote-unquote PTs that will yeah. uh, be able to yeah. do that. And uh, that's the thing it is, man, it's, it's having an eye for detail. Like, Absolutely. It's, it, it comes down to slightly adjusting people's fucking feet on, a, on an exercise to make sure their back doesn't hurt anymore and and apart from that personally as well it's again never sort of a bit of a cliche but it's a lot about mindset 
That's right. If you're if you're training somebody at six a.m. and you're filling their head with good positive things, positive gonna, vibes, positive vibes, as they say, they're gonna they're gonna take that throughout the day, and that means they're not gonna eat shit. They're not gonna be fucking lazy. You know, they're gonna want to carry it on. That's right. Um, so that's why I got the, the most um, progress, I guess, with my clients is is because of that. Is because of just constantly filling their heads with good shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess after um, any, well, anyone who has trained, if you haven't, then, you know, time to fucking start. But anyone who, who has trained, you'll know, you know, when, once you, you start, you're chipping away slowly. And it's, oh, my God, this is fucking disgusting, grueling. And then, for me at least, all of a sudden, there'll be something that snaps. You're like, yes, clarity. And then you're just following that. And you're on the vein then. Do you know what I mean? And you, you're just constantly pursuing that. That's the, I'm up at 6 a.m., and I've gone running, and now I feel fucking great. You're like you're like chasing that. Then, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets it gets addictive, and I see it does it's absolutely. I think, I think it's um, an addiction with me because I'm not addicted to training as such. Like I'm addicted to the the feeling after I train. Yeah, but I can be pissed off. I can be in the worst fucking mood. And I feel like everything for me is a blowout. And like, I'm usually, I generally, like, uh, anyone who knows me, I'm not, I'm very, really sad or down. I don't really have a off days. I'm always like pretty uh, hyped up. Yeah, I'm pretty hyped up, always laughing at shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly think it's to do with training because sometimes I can be feeling a bit shit. I hit the gym for like an hour, hour and a half, whatever, like not, not even that long. And then I'm literally on a high. Like, I leave the yep. gym like thinking, I, I can do fucking anything right now. That's right. There's again, there 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 is science to that. Uh, the short version of it, essentially, is um, is when you when you train, uh, your your body is um, creating uh, serotonin that is going into your brain and making you feel great. Um, tra- training works especially well for people who who are depressed. Um, not only because of the the serotonin production, but because um, it quite literally converts. Uh, I can't remember what the fuck it is called. Is 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 quite literally a kind of neurotoxin that occurs um, within distressed people. They've got um, well, all, all people who are depressed, apparently from all the case studies that I've seen, they've got these markers for what's known as inflammation, right? And um, there's these particular proteins that show up in the blood, right? Now, these proteins are, um, as I said, markers for for inflammation. What is supposed to happen is um, tryptophan, I think it's tryptophan, converts to serotonin, which is when you feel great. Um, I don't know anyone who's taken any drugs. Shout out. Cocaine, MDMA, when you feel fucking great, that's serotonin, right? The thing that happens when you're depressed as i said that conversion doesn't happen properly and it converts into a neurotoxin which is what essentially causes depression depression and you feel like shit however when you exercise it kicks that motherfucker out and you get all the delicious good things pumping into you and you quite literally feel good so yes scientifically exercise is good for you because it quite literally combats depression Science, fucking science. Yeah. 
And you, you see people who are active, they're usually fucking happier people, you know? Yeah, of course they are. Of course they and again, are. I think it also comes down to the whole goal setting thing, and you've got a bit of a purpose. Even if you work the most boring, mundane fucking job that you hate, mm. you might not have goals career-wise, but even you go in the fucking gym and you try and lift fucking two kilograms more than last week, and yeah, you man. do it. You've still you've you know you've won that week. You've won. You've achieved something more than last week. And What's it? Achievement. It's it's. I think it's tiny little victories as well. Yeah, well, yeah. It's it's, it's it becomes um, realistic then. I mean, I I I always try and you know break things down. Whatever project I'm doing, you know, I'm I'm building um, that one car now, and I'm looking at it, and it's literally on a rotisserie, and it's a large piece of metal that's got a lot of rust on it and i'm thinking oh my fucking god like how the chicken f- yeah yeah how the fuck am i gonna <laughs> yeah how am i how am i gonna base this turkey but i gotta break it down so do you know what i mean i'm gonna do like i'm gonna weld this quarter panel by the end of this month and then i'm gonna do this piece of the floor and then i'm gonna do this and then you know where it is now from where it was when I started. That's exactly the fucking same. You know, when 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 you're lifting weights, you want to lift 140 kilos and your bench is 60. Don't try and do that next week. But look at yourself <laughs> in look at yourself in nine months, maybe, and you might not be doing that 140, but you might have a fucking solid 110. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. all the other things that go with it, and that's a, that's an impressive thing. You've actually you've achieved something, and you're working towards furthering that achievement. And I think. You know, you're definitely right there. People, people need that, and they need to, you know, be be pushing towards things constantly. And that's that's such a natural fucking thing as a human. Because really, really, let's let's really break it down. All of the things that we've got in life are just made up things, aren't they? Really, or you know, the house and all the other, you know, apart from yeah, 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 warmth, it's all bullshit, it, really? yeah, apart from like you know, warmth and protection from the elements. It's quite literally, it's bollocks, isn't it? It's all a load of bollocks. <laughs> it, is, it is, yeah. You know, what paint you put on the wall or what car you drive. It's a load of shit, mate. Come on. Let's be honest. <laughs> so something, uh, I guess, what is that? That's, that's, I don't know. I don't want to say primal, but more. Oh, yeah. You know, I guess it is, isn't it? It's fucking primal. Yeah, like like animalistic, I guess, you know, because it's. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very simple, humble thing. And that is something that I always, always fucking loved about weights. And when I started getting like a bit of shape on me, um, not when I was, you know, sixteen and wearing the extra small T-shirts. Thank you, mother. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, sorry, mother. <laughs> um, when I had like a bit of shape on me, I remember. Um, who the fuck was it? I think it might have been. I think it might have been like Dave Beck, David Beckham, that I saw on the TV, right? And you know, like oh, women love David Beckham, and I, I can remember looking at him and being like, "Oh my god, I'm bigger than you." <laughs> oh my god, I'm fucking bigger than this guy. Like women love this guy, a lot of money, you know, multi-millionaire, and I'm fucking bigger than you. And then I started noticing. Then I remember um, I saw this guy. I was in Waitrose, of course, I fucking was, and he, and he he rolled in. You know, uh, what did he have on? He had like a polo shirt. He had you know the swanky trousers and you know the whatever else shoes. Got out of the the Range Rover. He was with his you know beautiful wife. And he, he just had like a dad bod, you know, like fat, skinny little pipe cleaner <laughs> arms. And I'm there at the time. I was about 15 and a half-ish stone, you know, uh, stringer vest on, arms pumped out. And I'm thinking, hmm, I'm looking at him thinking, hmm, you've probably got like 
hundreds of thousands of pounds in your bank. But really, arms. yeah, I've got bigger <laughs> arms than you. Like, look at you, you piece of shit. Come on, man. It's, it's, it's the most humbling thing ever. And I fucking love that. I love that. The iron cannot be lied to. It doesn't lie to you. It's, you, you either go in there and you pick it up and you get to be a big, swole motherfucker. Or you don't. You can't, you yeah, can't just buy it. Do you know what I mean? No, and I love that. Yeah, no, there's no two ways about it. No, I love that. I love that. A hundred kilos is always going to be a hundred kilos. And that's what I love about bodybuilding. You know, some people have no fucking money, and some people have a exactly. lot of money for well, mummy and daddy. And they can't. They can't get anywhere as good as the guy with no money. And it's like it's. You're it's a perfect example of that. Obviously, you, you've you've come from wherever the fuck you've come from, not being able to afford electric. <laughs> and now you're in NYC with a, I'm guessing a fifty-something inch chest. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Iron don't lie. No, don't lie, does it? <laughs> Love that. And that's the thing with uh, back, even going back to Dubai. A lot of people there, you know, they're, they're fucking the kids who are 19 years old and they've got brand new Range Rovers, Bentleys, and I'm like, if I ever get one of those before I'm too fucking old to enjoy it. I'll be, uh, I'll be very happy. Yeah, it's like but... the first, it's, it's the first or second fucking car, but they have shit physiques and they're in the gym and they're taking every, uh, every gear under the sun. Oh yeah, and they still look shit. It's because, it's like because they're they're not like you said earlier. The iron doesn't lie. You know you can't. No, man. There's, you can't there, just... there's there's no substitute for time. No, think... you can't. You can't pay a trainer, buy buy the best fucking form of gear there is, and then just expect to look better than the guys who are, you know, slaving well, their no. asses off all day. <laughs> fuck no, fuck no. I, I remember um, when I did my first 200 kilo squat, and I had a pair of shorts on from Primark. I had some scabby old vans. I think I had my Super Cat t-shirt, which is a t-shirt <laughs> of a cat drawn by um a disabled boy super cat it was it was like this it's like this thing it's like a old shirt that i've got and you know my glasses on looking looking like homeless jesus as you do <laughs> and yeah there i go i've just successfully now squatted to depth thank you very much 200 fucking kilograms back in the day and i've got to be like the scabbiest dress cunt in the gym do you know what i mean but <laughs> When I get underneath that fucking barbell, that that doesn't have any bias on who I am, what I do. It doesn't matter what fucking job I've got. The barbell doesn't care what brand you're training. It doesn't give a fuck. It doesn't (laughs) give a fuck. You're you're not special. I don't fucking care how much money you've got in your bank. It does not matter. So, boys and girls out there who who are rolling up, and I mean, I understand wanting to be clean and all that kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. But also it kind of confuses me when you see people in the gym in like brand, brand new gear and, and I mean brand new, do you know what I mean? They don't break a fucking sweat and I'm there in my scabio t-shirt because I know it's going to get fucked anyway because, you know, I'm in there lifting weights, but I'm lifting weights and, and you're not, but then you're going to chat shit and you know what I mean? There's just, just yeah, fucking, because of what you're wearing. Yeah, just fucking assholes. And then they get like pissed off and they start, you know spreading uh fictitious lies i guess i'm sure you've you've, you've had uh um experienced this in the past i mean I, I i love it i really do find it quite delicious i mean i wake up in the morning with the hardest dick hardest dick 
<laughs> in the knowledge that there's someone out there who I don't know who knows who I am and they're angry about it. I don't like you. Oh my god, <laughs> that just gives me the biggest direction. Thank you, whoever you are, mystery person who gives a shit about me because I don't know who the fuck you are. But yeah, you keep doing that, my friend. You keep fucking doing I mean, that. I've still got this vest with me that I bought from H&M in the sale for £4. Nice. And it, and it started off blue. Now it's like a, a dirty purple. <laughs> but and it's got, but and it it's, works. It works. It's got about four or five holes in it. And I still wear that shit now. Even even in Dubai, like people people love clothes in Dubai. Everyone's dressed in fucking Lululemon and all that fucking brand I new Nike. I don't know Nike what that is. It's like I, a, I know what Nike is, but I don't know what... What did you say it was Lulu? Lululemon. It's like, um, it's like quite an expensive... They do do nice clothes, to be fair, but you don't need a fucking brand new set every day. Yeah, you know. I'm I'm poor, so I wouldn't know what the fuck that would. Do you know what I mean? It's, no. it's like it's like a yogury, like fitness lifestyle kind of okay kind of stuff. But um, I remember one as we were as we were in a jumper with the sleeves cut because I was in the fucking training legs or something. Right, like, I don't fucking know or care. And this guy's like videoing me and laughing, and he's like. Really? Where's that jump? Where's that jumper from? Pullen Bear. You know Pullen Bear. I, that rings a bell. I I don't really know what it is, but yeah, is that like a? That's a designer brand. No, uh, it's on the same level as like H and M, I guess. Okay, okay. He's like, is that from Pullen Bear? And I was like, yeah, it is. And he's like laughing at me. I'm like, what? I'm like fucking leg pressing six hundred kilos. <laughs> yeah, to to infer this this somehow diminishes the weight that I'm lifting. I'm sorry. Did you deadlift six plates? <laughs> my skinny, my skinny little leg trend. I didn't Crazy. fucking think so. Off your fuck, back to the Gucci shop. Go on. And the thing is, in Dubai, man, you know, I, was, I had 12, 12, 13 clients all paying me decent money a month, and I was earning decent money. But I don't give a fuck what I wear in the gym. Oh. Like I wear my, I wear my Converse with my with a hole in them, some some scratchy old vest I bought from Newport. Fucking. <laughs> Seven well, years ago. <laughs> I believe Steve Jobs said words to the effect of, um, it doesn't matter what car you're driving, the road that you travel is still the same distance. Yeah, I like that. You know, <laughs> like, it doesn't fucking matter if you're in the Range or if you're in the Nissan fucking Micra. It's the same length. It's all the fucking same. But, you know, much, much similar with the Iron... Toby's the guy putting the work in. You're the one who's concerned about, you know, what you're wearing. What, what you're fucking wearing. This is it. You've you've got your priorities all fucking twisted up. Stupid asshole. So, I mean, I I've got a few questions here actually that I need need to need to get out on you. Um, yeah, we need to know. Um, first of all, why you left to buy. Let's let's start there. Uh, I'll just drop the headphone. I left Dubai to pursue a career in acting in New York, which is something I looked at doing um, before I even joined the Marines. So when I was 16, 17 years old, I guess. It's something that I thought I would like. And actually, my mum was going crazy trying to make me do it. I always wanted to do something like that. Yeah, but I know uh, I did have the confidence to do it because acting is not 
you know, if you're in the city, people are a bit more quirky. You know, we grew up in a yeah countryside. Yeah, you know. Did you did you do like drama class? I fucking hated drama class. No, I hate I hated drama class. Fucking hated it. Like if you weren't not to use this as a pejorative, but if you weren't mincy and you know able to you know sing and dance, yeah, you you were kind of like you know I just want to just you know like crack crack jokes and like do funny things, <laughs> not like super be doing. You know, all the kind of wearing tights and prancing around, which is fine. I'm, I got no issue with that, but it's not for me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? No, I was, I was totally like not into it at all. Yeah. Um, but I always thought it was something I wanted to do, but I didn't want to do the whole, like you said, the whole prancing around fucking drama school kind of it. You know? Yeah. Like I wanted to be the finished product, I guess. But anyway, exactly. so I thought you know, it's not fucking cool. I didn't have the confidence to do it. Because as long as I was confident with myself, I was. It's, it's, it's a different sort of confidence to stand up in front of people and perform. You know, yeah, it's, it's nothing to do with how big or hard you are, or you know, it's it's a totally different style to it. Um, yeah, I think um, I don't know. I think it, it it definitely depends on 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 the audience or on on the crowd or whatever. Like I um, probably anyone listening to this probably don't actually take this um I'll, I'll brand it as advice but probably don't take this advice as <laughs> as as anything that you should go forward with but whenever i've been like a job interview or anything which is obviously you're acting to a degree yeah yeah i've always tried to uh not in like a weird sexual way but i've always tried to like get them out of what clothes they're wearing then because obviously uh the person who's interviewing you when they've got that outfit on, they're going to act like they've got that outfit on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, they've, got the, they've got the upper hand on you and the advantage almost. Yeah, so own. so Steve, who's got the, uh, the 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 suit on, who's you know talking to me. Once you've put that suit on, I guess like you know when I put my gym gear on, I feel I'm ready to go to the gym now. Do you know what I mean? That is my outfit for the gym. I'm ready to go to the gym. Whereas if I had my work clothes on, I wouldn't feel as you know I wouldn't feel that I was ready to go to the gym. I try and get them out of that outfit. I try and, you know, get them onto that kind of, um, you know, you're just Steve who's in his tracksuit bottoms and we're not really in. in yeah, no, that's a, that's a good thing to look at, actually, like a level playing field, I guess. That's it, that's it. Trying, oh, trying, okay. trying to find that kind of um, common ground and then working from there because unless you know me, do you know what I mean? And I, I don't know if you've ever had issues with that. Like, I, I'm sure people say, okay, oh, you're, you're very weird and, you know, you, you're a funny guy and blah, blah, blah. But if you don't know me and I don't know, you know, how, how to, um, well, how the room is going to take it, I don't, exactly the same as you, I'd be, like, underconfident. I wouldn't really know. Because, obviously, you can't, you can't just start and be like, uh, I, I, I don't know, um, what do I even say? So, you know, did you, uh, did you hear, you know, about the time that I was, uh, I was really off my fucking head on cocaine and uh you know there was that there was that girl and i put my penis in her bum and it was weird then i met her dad and he was like oh man he was suicidal you know people are gonna look at you like what the fuck is wrong with you do you know what i mean before (laughs) yeah i think that that was on one 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 of the one of the things i literally just wanted a kebab boys and girls and somehow (laughs) they uh the family the entire family conspired and um yeah i ended up at the there was weird anal and parents different story different day but yeah man you've got to own the room and you've got to have some kind of 
common ground there. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally get the the not confidence thing. But obviously, which is weird because I'm now talking shit on a podcast. But um, you're now, I guess, in a position what where you feel more confident or like you're in a position where you think yeah so i'm definitely more confident um when you're sort of 16 i think you just try to fit in don't you like if anybody else do this then you want to do that um yeah yeah i just real quick there that is one that doesn't make sense to me i don't know if there's people in britain you need to explain this to me please explain this to me i've seen so many young boys with perms (laughs) <laughs> with fucking perms imagine this is oh my god what and that's what fitting in is Fit, fitting in is this is what fitting in is right now like you know lads wearing perms like what the fuck is going on yeah i but, don't totally get that no anyway <laughs> i'm i'm going my now i'm going for the patrick swayze look slowly excellent choice excellent um, choice roadhouse <laughs> <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> um, so as I say, yeah. So then, okay. Fast forward, fucking five years, like whatever, six years. I left the Marines. Yeah. And that was when I was in a position. Then, like, like I said earlier, like, what the fuck am I doing? Where am I going? So then I was like, okay, maybe I'll try acting. But I was so fucked up in my head. I needed like, I needed what I was used to, which was the routine and the yeah. physical side of everything. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I thought that, you know, fuck it, it's not the right time for me. Um, Obviously, flash forward again, back in Dubai, meet my current girlfriend now, Ria. Shout out. Shout out. (laughs) Um, I was with her for a few months. We got quite, you know, like very into her. Um, Figuratively. And she then told me, oh, look, I'm going to New York in August. I was like, all right, cool. How long for? Thinking it was going to be like two weeks. Yeah. Like, oh, two years. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And I was like, right, okay, no worries. She's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to tell you because, you know, obviously that'll be the end of us. So I wanted to kind of like drag this out as long as possible because, you know, I like you. Um, Then I was like, look, I said, I'm not, I'm not tied to anywhere. I don't fucking care if I'm in the UK, Dubai, New York, whatever. I don't, I don't, yeah, you can move. Yeah, it's like, all right, I'll PT in Dubai. Uh, sorry, I'll PT in New York. I'll come with you. Mm. Logged into it. Yeah, it's pretty fucking hard to get to New York. <laughs> of course it <laughs> with, fucking is. Without a visa. But I was like, fuck it. I'll meet, I'll, you know, I know, I know someone who will sort me out. Or I'll go there on holiday and I'll fucking meet someone like full of hope. I'm always, I'm always like looking on the on the bright side. And yeah, optimistic. Optimistic. Um, I still wanted to go into acting. I was even before I knew that, I said to her, she's like, oh, where do you see yourself in the future? And I was like, I think I'll see myself, you know, acting, doing movies, TV shows, whatever. Mm. I mean, this is before I knew she was going, coming here to do, to act. Um, and then I think it was her dad who was like, why doesn't Toby go into the acting course with you? Because then you get a student visa. Oh, shit, nice. And it crossed my mind before, but I didn't, it was her thing and it was her course. I didn't want yeah. to jump on board with it, you know, and, you know, yeah, I didn't want to fucking interfere, to be honest. But it was her dad suggested it to her. She she suggested it to me. And I was like, oh, okay, fuck it. Uh, now or never, you know, like, I'm not old. I'm only 26 now, but I thought, if this is something that I really want to do, if I don't do it now, when the fuck, yeah, am, I, when the fuck am I going to do it, you know? Exactly. I'm only going to be 32, 33. I mean, 
Like again, I've moved here now. I've taken a massive cut in pay. Um, I'm I'm training a couple of clients, even though I technically shouldn't be training a couple of clients, but I am. But fuck um, it. Who's but, gonna know? No one's gonna listen to this piece of shit. Come on. <laughs> um. So yeah, I've kind of just taken a big step back in some ways, financially, I guess. But a big step but, forward. Uh, yeah, you've, you've invested in yourself though. Again, yeah, you've invested thing, in yourself. Yeah. And I think for me, that's the, the biggest thing that people fear is taking a step back to take two steps forward. Because that yeah, big man. step, that step back at the start is is quite daunting. You know, I was, yep, I, was yep, yep. I was stressed trying to get here because um, I didn't have work lined up. I was like, I need I need to survive for three four months. Uh, worst case scenario, without without earning a penny mm. in New York, which is an expensive city, of course, and I had to pay all my bills and pay the rest of my rent and everything in, and, and, and settle up all my uh, payments, I guess, in Dubai before I left. So it ended yeah. up costing me like... Uh, it cost me over $100 million. <laughs> I felt like it. But it cost me over £10,000 to, to, to clear up in Dubai. Oh, God. Even, yeah, before I even moved to New York oh. To, oh. to start a fresh life. So, you know, I needed... I needed Two, three, four thousand pounds here to survive on, really. That is something. Wow! But I, I managed to do it, man. I sold, I sold all my furniture. Like the fucking last minute, I got someone's come and buy it all. I mean, when I say last minute, I mean the landlord was come to collect the keys at six p.m. The guy was taking the stuff out of the house at five fifty-five. <laughs> 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 I mean, I shit you not. So I, I was fucking lucky, man. Like, I don't know how I did it, but I managed it anyway. You, yeah, you've definitely got a you've definitely got a guardian angel. I think got... so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been as, as as much as I've been not unlucky, but you know, not always. I dealt the best hands. Yeah. Uh, I always managed to pull it off somehow. I don't know why or how. It's fucking weird, but I always manage it. Who dares wins? Yeah, oh, see it. Yeah. <laughs> so, with regards to that, then, who would you say? Uh, would be your biggest inspiration in terms of acting, or just you know, just slap a crown on the big boy or girl at the top. Who is your, you know, who who is at the top of of your uh, your pyramid of like I look up to you. Um, man, that's a hard question. Actually, I actually thought about this earlier when. Before we before we started this chat, I thought it might be something that would come up, but again, I don't know if I can answer it because there's different people in different fields. Yeah, um, yeah of course. There's not one person who I who I want to follow their path directly, and this might sound arrogant, but I don't want to be the next anybody. No, of course not. You're your own person. Yeah, and you know, I'll be honest. Even when I started this, this acting course, a few people have come and spoke to me, and they've said, "You need to lose size. You're too big." You know, <laughs> the, the You're teachers, wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, and I'm like, why? Like, well, because because uh, I mean, I'm I'm a okay, I'm a bodybuilder. I'm not an open bodybuilder. I'm a, I'm a if I do classic physique, I'm a small classic physique. You know, I'm not I'm not a huge guy. When I got on, when I'm lean, I'm not huge at all. I'm really, I'm yeah. ninety kilos. I'm I'm not an acting coach, but I mean, to me, that would be me saying to the acting coach, "You need to act less." You know? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what are you on about? My this this is who I am. My entire thing is. Like you're looking at it, like shut the fuck up. So, yeah, some people try to tell me like, okay, you can't, you know, you need to lose size because you look bigger on screen, da 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 da. And 
again, I'm not trying to sound arrogant, man. I only just started this, but I think just because no one's done it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it can't it can't be done. Like, why? Yeah, but I mean, what what kind of um, adversity would people? I don't know. I'm just thinking of some muscular people who've been in the industry. Arnold, obviously, um, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. Is fucking massive. He makes me look tiny. Exactly. You know, like any, a, any. I think he's. I think he's the highest paid actor in the world. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Dwayne, you have to lose. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> shut the fuck up. People's elbow. Fuck off. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like any any acting role with a generic macho male who needs to take his shirt off. Yeah, that's me right here. Of course, yeah, yeah. Me, Dwayne. The thing is, I could, man, I can put a t-shirt or a shirt on. I don't, I don't look that big, you know. I can, I'm not like, uh, I'm not short and 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 stocky. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you've um, the the shape of your um, your muscles. Then I think you can definitely get away with a, a, a more classic Grecian kind of thing because you don't have all of the really short kind of muscle bellies. Do you know what I mean? You don't have that yeah, kind of, um, yeah. almost dwarfish. Uh, and, and I mean that in, in a in a sort of fantasy dwarf way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've got I've I've actually got long muscles actually. I'm, I'm yeah yeah. I was I was a good long distance runner in the Marines. Of course you were. That's actually what my 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 body shape is. I would say is like or like an ectomorph. Yeah, but yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I do put I put muscle on quite easily, I guess. But um, it's like long and lean kind of muscle. It's not the short. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got long, I've got more athletic muscle. I'd say that if I didn't start bodybuilding and, and taking performance-enhancing drugs and stuff, I'd, I'd be like a, a football player, kind of. You know, if I, yeah. if I never lifted weights, I reckon I'd be more like, uh, I don't, well, I don't a- know. Athletic, sort of. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah. So, hmm. um, anyway, sorry, back to your thing. So, there's no, no, no. there's no um, person as such who I inspire to be like as a person, but I guess in different fields and stuff there is. Um, it's a hard question, and I think I'd probably be able to answer it more in a few months once I get, yeah. especially into acting. You know, I can say who I look up to in bodybuilding, but I never actually want to be like them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just, guess, just from that particular um, aspect of it then. Yeah, so I feel like I'm in a strange... If you asked me this six months ago, I'd probably be able to tell you um i feel like now i'm in the i'm in the process of like changing i'm changing my mind my, my mindset's changing a bit more and you're also, learning, obviously you're learning yeah yeah so yeah i feel like i'm in a transition stage at the moment i reckon in a few months i'd be able to answer you more accurately with that as in who i'd do it up to in this kind of field but right now i don't i don't really know i'm actually watching a lot of like um interviews with People like Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Ryan Reynolds, like Brad Pitt, just stuff like that. And I'm just trying to see how, you know, they're all... I'm just trying to pick up on their characteristics. Like, six months ago, I was, I was watching Ronnie Coleman, Dorian Yates, and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, you know? those those three guys, they're, they're all entirely different. They're all, obviously, individuals. But, you know, they, they, they've also all got something in common, yet they've all got their own distinctive characteristic. And obviously, going off what you said, that will be something that you... Will obviously grow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and actually, even going back then, I was mentioned Dorian Yates. He probably is one of my 
I guess people I look up to, and not even in terms of bodybuilding, but if you ever listen to some of his interviews, he's actually, he's a really intelligent guy, actually. Yes, he's an interesting and dude. He doesn't touch weights anymore, he doesn't fucking care, he does, does yoga now and rides his bike Fuck and yeah. shit. Well, yeah, uh, this, that, that's it, that's, that's something that I wanted to get on uh, onto on you about, um, and I will come back to that as I get further further into this, um, because... You know, long long story short, guys. Realistically, do you want to live for as long as fucking possible? I mean, if if the answer is no, you're probably early twenties. Trust me, as as the clock starts ticking forward and you start getting, you know, mid twenties, late twenties, thirties, you know, you're starting to think, mm, yeah, fuck, maybe maybe I do want to live like actually quite a long time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, mm, maybe maybe we we should live. Uh, past 25 and maybe maybe going to bed at a reasonable time is actually a real thing i'm uh obviously very old and i'm quite literally sat here in a pair of slippers now but you know <laughs> we'll, we'll get on to that we'll get on to that um just gonna flash through these ones real quick then so uh classic bodybuilder who are you saying the ultimate ultimate all-time classic fave um golden era golden era Do you know a guy called Barry DeMay? Yes. Yeah, I'd say. Wow. Yeah, that is my that is my all time favorite physique. Odd past, choice. Past and present. Odd choice. I guess he's he's not golden era. He's eighties actually. So right. That's, that's, I mean, that's thirty. That's thirty years ago now. But yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Hmm. He, I mean, he's quite tall. He, he's like six foot, maybe six one. He's literally like for me. You look at uh, Chris Bumstead, who just he just won the um, classic physique, Mr. Olympia. Yeah, I feel like he embodies him a lot. Like they're very similar, apart from apart from the ridiculous vacuum that Chris Bumstead does. Of but course, height wise, in terms of like um, wide shoulders, small waist, conditioning, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of my. He's one of my all-time favorite physiques. Wouldn't he's not really golden era though, is he? I guess. I guess, yeah, no, yeah, like you, you're right on the the edge of it. I guess most people would argue anything after Arnold-ish. So I guess like very, very early eighties, very late seventies, I guess. Um, but yeah, you, you, you've. I think in that that kind of era then just leaning towards where where he was going um you, you've still kind of got that well, obviously the classical kind of look i guess the the drugs weren't where they are now yeah, yeah. obviously um i always used to get shot down for my choice because i always used to fucking love bill pearl man he was just like a big booty yeah, yeah, you know he yeah. just looks like <laughs> you know the 1950s like beach man you know everyone's like oh no he looks too you know too wet or whatever but i'm thinking well yeah man he's a he's a big fucking burly guy he looks like he'd like rip you into pieces do you know what i mean you look like big and strong right yeah Um, yeah yeah. even going back to that kind of era i guess um at tom platt's even though his physique was like crazy i wouldn't trust me i wouldn't want it for me like as impressive as it is but even in his interviews and stuff like that if you ever listen to them he's he's a very 
he's very big on the mindset kind yeah, of uh, kind of side of things as well. And squats. And squats, yeah. He's yeah. very big on squats. P- partial to a squat. Some he does love, say. Does love a squat. And um, we can tag this one on then. What would your favorite uh, body part slash exercise be? Toby Richards, bodybuilder. Um, my favorite exercise. It's going to be something compound, obviously. Yeah, I think it's probably like a bent over row or an incline. Or an incline. Yeah, listen up. Listen up, <laughs> you, you fucking nerds. That's how you get thick. It's doing fucking compound. That's why I've yeah. got a, a, a waist like a beach ball. Not, it's not just the cheese. It's, it's not just the cheese. It's obviously I do do um, bent over rows and deadlifts, etc. And I think that is some of the people in the, uh, I guess we'd call it like the, the neo bodybuilding era, you know, like the Ziz kind of era. They, they all, like those skinny boys, they, they don't do compound. No, they don't. It's all about, it's like lat pull-downs, yeah. lateral, lateral delt raises, and uh, pec flies. <laughs> yeah, but then you literally look at them from the side, and it's like they're two-dimensional. Do you know what I mean? It's like... It disappear. <laughs> yeah, where, where is the thickness, bro? Like, what? And that's, and that's, um, that's something I was probably a bit m- more guilty of. Maybe when I was like eighteen, nineteen, I kind of just when when I was younger, actually, I used to do more compounds because that's all we had. We only had dumbbell stuff. Yeah. Um, and then when I yeah, probably about eighteen, nineteen, I was kind of like the whole uh, Z's um, Z's era. Just wanted to be shredded and didn't care about legs and just wanted the big delts and ripped chest, you know. And then uh, and then you die in a sauna. And you die in a sauna on fucking MDMA and coke. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, Ziz fans. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say I, I love I love compounds, man. I love I love seated shoulder press. Um, the things I love, I get quite strong on. So like seated shoulder press and bent over rows. Yeah, I think that's that's an important thing there as well. That that, that was something that completely turned me off bodybuilding. My friend was getting ready for his first show, and uh, he'd, he'd come back from this trainer, and he was like, "Oh, I've got this, you know, this new breakthrough program." And I was like, "Okay, cool. Let's let's fucking hear it." And obviously, everything I was doing, although it was uh, bodybuilding orientated, there's still a lot of compound there. And this new program mixed with this diet meant that, you know, the, the 140 bench has now turned into a 80 kilo bench. And I was like, hang, hang whoa, whoa, hang the fuck on. <laughs> I don't think so, because you, you, you must understand it. Like when, when you start losing your strength, it's just like, oh, my God, someone's like just remove my penis facing your soul (laughs) yeah it's like oh no what the what what is what is life now that oh having that strength and feeling strong i think that's a super important thing as well and it it, you know you you don't need to be deadlifting 500 kilos like eddie hall but you know for for you to feel strong i think that's uh that's an important thing which is again why compound is fucking important compound is king i actually i actually hate i hate arm day yeah, fuck arm day. <laughs> I do, I do, I do do it, but I mainly do it to give you know my my nervous system a rest. To be honest, oh man, I fucking so, yeah, that. like monotonous seated rows, seated shoulder press, incline bench press, stuff like that, man. That's my. I haven't mentioned any leg stuff here. <laughs> I like heavy lunges. Actually, I'm 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 a, I'm a fan I've of the heavy you. lunges. 
I've seen you. You're a lunger. And sure. I I know I know that you 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 are a big fan of uh, single leg. I think is it um, is it leg press or hack squats? I believe the the trainer uh, that you had in Dubai got you keen on that. Is that correct? Leg, leg press, yeah, single leg leg press. Yes. And you, I remember you saying that you you attribute that um, to your leg development more than. Uh, squats or any other um conventional method yeah i mean i'll be honest with i'm a big fan of uh, let me start again i'm a big fan of squats however i think people don't realize how much technique goes into a squat oh my god please oh my fucking god to be good at a squat and then benefit from a squat which is why PTs need to fucking stop. Yeah. 99%. Oh my god. What a dangerous and intricate exercise to being to be being taught incorrectly. Jesus Christ. And yeah, I just feel like for me especially I'm I'm usually on a time frame, right? I've usually got a show coming up. I don't want to waste, I say waste, it's the wrong word to use, but I don't want to use up two, three, four months of getting my squat technique very well. Yeah, really getting it dialed in. Yeah, really getting it dialed in uh, in order to work my leg muscles you know, properly. Because I'll be starting on 60 kilo probably, 80 yeah. kilo maybe. You know, like, okay, I can, I can actually squat quite a lot of weight, but I don't do it unless I'm just fucking about. You know? <laughs> I don't do it as, as part of my leg program because... no. And of course, I, your 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 main, uh, I guess, goal then as as a as a bodybuilder, the product that you're selling is obviously the quality of your your muscles. Obviously, that that that, that is what we're looking at on stage. I would assume the the development and the symmetry and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and exactly. I would I, I would assume again that the investment of a um, a good powerlifting whatever squat to translate into solid leg development over the, the same kind of period of time that it would take for you to, to build on a, on, a, on a bodybuilding scale that, you know, that time you could, as you said, dedicate into doing all these other things, you're going to get a lot more hypertrophy from your method. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I mean, you know, when you stand on stage, you don't hold a sign above your head saying, exactly. I, I, can, I can squat 180 kilos perfectly. You stand <laughs> on stage. And, and and get your quads and your hamstrings and your glutes judged. So yeah, mix opinions with it. You know, if you if you can squat well, I think squat is probably the fucking best for leg development. Absolutely. Like me, I do squat and I can squat. I do squat occasionally, but I do it mostly for for fun. Yeah. Um, the weight I have to put on the bar to work my legs is too heavy for my technique. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I have to drop the weight down and I can do a nice technique that I'm not feeling it in my legs unless I'm doing like 30 reps. Yeah, which is obviously counterproductive. Yeah, so again, is not a shortcut route, but for me, like hack squats, leg presses, uh, walking lunges um, seems to hit my muscles more with, with less focus on technique. Yeah, yeah, like you said, there's 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 a lot to uh, to dedicate 
to 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 get it articulating obviously correctly. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, like I said, it's it's it's, it's how you look on stage. <laughs> you don't have the 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 CV with all of your uh, your PBs when you when you come in to give to the judges. Obviously, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, mm. that is interesting. So, solid bit of advice out there for you. Uh, would be bodybuilders think about how you're prioritizing your lifts versus the um results that you get and for bodybuilders toby richards are supplements in your opinion bullshit i'm just going to use that as an umbrella term supplements i mean i think the supplement industry if it hasn't yet it's absolutely right just about to fall out of his ass because i i, I literally don't see anything now on any social media almost about pretty much any supplement definitely not protein shake yeah supplements um when i started like lifting i guess i was like what mom of just center like fucking 15 years old shout out i shout out right. i used to i used to take every supplement under the sun oh yes uh, and they did absolutely fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Supplements Shot. I take now, uh, actually on my shelf behind me, and they're literally all for immune system, yep. um, digestive health, yeah, hearts, joints. Nothing. Not not. There's not one thing on any of them that says for muscle building or crazy nope. games or what a fucking surprise. Stick shreds. <laughs> but I learned, the, I, learned, I learned the hard and the expensive way by buying all this bullshit stuff. The only stuff I'd, I I would say and what I do tell my clients, um, protein shakes, but protein shakes are part of your, your diet. So if you want to have oats in the morning with a scoop of protein, then go for it because you got 20, 30 grams of protein in it. Exactly. In your oats. Um, and I, I still use protein shakes now. I still use protein shakes daily because I take them with me in my bag. I, and when I'm hungry, I can eat, I can have two scoops of protein, what, 50, 50 grams of protein. Uh, and it's a lot fucking cheaper and easier than trying to go out and buy fucking chicken breasts and well, stuff. Like on, but that being said, I do still eat it, chicken breasts and eggs and fish and beef along along with that from, for protein. Exactly. I think, yeah, that's that's what people have seemed to kind of click on to, uh, I'd say literally only in the last like two years maybe because it's uh, quite literally just disappeared from social media it seems like you just never see it anywhere ever don't see any yeah. athletes really pushing it or whatever but i think yeah people have realized like oh my god there's what there's protein in food what <laughs> what people have this misconception of protein i remember when i started taking protein shakes at like 15 16 yeah people they, they think it's like a steroid it's like what yeah i mean you, you have your fucking bacon and eggs in the morning. What the fuck do you think you're eating? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's just a plate of tran. I've got a plate of tran. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, creatine, chips. Oh, yeah, creatine. Creatine, it's, you know, you don't need to spend any more than fucking 10, 15 pounds on it, for sure, because creatine is fucking creatine. Creatine is a steroid. That's right, yeah, creatine is a steroid, yeah. Uh, and that's it. I, I, I take a pre-workout, but I take a pre-workout because... It's fucking caffeine that I keep in my bag because I, I can't take a, a cup of coffee with me. <laughs> yeah. That being said, I'll, I will, I'll go months without taking pre-workout. I'll go months. I haven't taken creatine for months. And I haven't taken a protein shake for 
two weeks because I haven't ordered any offline yet. So. Perfect. I'm so glad that there's that similarity between uh, us, especially especially with the um, the pre workout thing. Because I see, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who are listening to this that that, that might be in this camp. People that quite literally rely on pre workout. Do you know what I mean? Just they will yeah, not train without it. The only yeah. time I'll fucking take it will be uh, obviously number one because I'm old as fuck. Have I got to get up in the morning, right? If not, then fine. But number two, and that's the big one. If I'm going for a fucking PB, do you know what I mean? If I'm if I'm going for a big big deadlift, I need to fucking move the the floor. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The floor yeah. is moving, and then the the bar is going to be orbiting around my body. This is what's fucking happening. <laughs> I'm not taking it though, just to go in and have this kind of generic oh i'm gonna do 12 sets of 12 reps because i see a lot of that you don't need it you don't need it no like what are you doing do you do you want to have the shits like all the time (laughs) because yeah it just gives me the shits i'm sorry if 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 maybe i'm the only guy but yeah quite literally just gives me the worst fucking shits i don't know if you remember ultimate orange do you remember that yes i do oh my fucking god i've never had shits that bad in my fucking life Um, (laughs) I took it, I took it, and it sent me, like, oh, my God, it was like I'd smoked fucking crack or something. I remember being in the leisure centre toilets in Monmouth, and I was, like, I, I went in for a piss, and I don't know why, but I I just, like, I, like, squatted up on top of the cubicle thing, you know, like like the, the toilet cubicle, not, like, the, the urinal thing. And I was, I was literally, like, like a little fucking owl, on there, and I did my session. Of course, it was PBs, many, many PBs. I think, I, you know, whatever the the chest press went up to, you know, like not trying to brag, small flex, but uh, probably fifty kilos. <laughs> you know, maxed out the lat pull down, <laughs> maybe sixty kilos. You don't know. Um, but then I got out of there, and I was walking to my girlfriend's house that was in uh, Osbaston at the time. So obviously, people that don't know uh, the geography of monmouth uh when you need a shit that's too fucking far um I <laughs> that's, say, that's dangerous territory <laughs> it, no i don't even joke because i literally got to you know where the infant school is and i was seriously contemplating hopping that fucking hopping over that fucking fence and shitting in the bush but i i was almost there so but yeah people that don't know the area it's probably about two miles from there i'd say would you say about two miles mile and a half two miles yeah yeah it was like it was like deep osbaston as well man i I had to fucking scale the mountainous regions of and um yeah (laughs) it it was it was it was bubbling mind my fucking guts were bubbling by the time i busted through the door and i i was obviously under the impression that um her parents weren't there i don't know why i thought this obviously i you know the world revolves around uk and you need to share obviously no one's gonna be there (laughs) wrong (laughs) <laughs> completely wrong completely wrong so i went in and um they were like oh can can you be quiet the the little one's upstairs asleep she had a little sister i was like oh okay cool i was obviously about to go upstairs to you know deposit the napalm and um they were like oh no no, no d- d- don't go upstairs she, she's asleep go, go in the downstairs toilet and i was like oh okay cool fine no problem obviously where's the downstairs toilet and they pointed right so i'm stood in the living room now and they pointed to a door that was behind the sofa and I was thinking, <laughs> there can't be a toilet under the stairs. 
to which obviously I open the door and there is a toilet under the fucking stairs. And I'm thinking, oh no. And they're obviously all sat in the front room watching TV and the TV's not even on at like a, like a loud level. It's just kind of like a sort of a gentle, you know, it, it was a Sunday, I think. So, you know, they've just had their, their Sunday roast. They've sat down, blah, blah. So I'm in there now in this fucking toilet literally i like i'm literally like a plywood wall yeah no literally literally like a plasterboard wall away from her dad's fucking like face and i'm sat there like just really gently like trying to like really pinch out this very gentle fart obviously and and my guts are just like like bubbling cauldron and yeah spoiler alert i couldn't fart quietly obviously it was it was like a fucking like a, like a like a like a diesel tractor trying to fucking start up. <laughs> and um of course it was it was very loud and i could hear them because they could hear it and like <clears throat> and i'm like there's, oh there's, there's no coughing in the world that's going to cover yeah, that yeah you know, yeah there's no coughing that could cover that and if you could you couldn't out cough the fucking smell i'm sorry it was just the worst smelling shit i've ever had it was like (laughs) like i don't know like you poured battery acid on like a rat or something it was just the worst (laughs) fucking smell and obviously i I got out of it obviously you know i flushed it and it it flew down there obviously because it was like literal slime coming out of my bum and uh (laughs) i got out of there and obviously they were just like looking at me then just like "Mm mm-hmm well, uh, yeah, I'll mm, goodbye then. Like you know, get the fuck out of my house with with your dirty pre-workout smelly bum. So, long story short, boys and girls, uh, that is why Kane Roberts Glory Hall does not take pre-workout. This what is a nice story. Nice. This is where we can have nice things. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and obviously for any of those people who are wondering, yes, the the relationship did end quite shortly after that. Uh, unrelated, but yeah, probably for the best. <laughs> so yeah, we, we we can confirm that question. Then uh, I can't remember who asked that question. Supplements are bullshit, and they do make me shit. <laughs> they ruin relationships. Yeah, they're they're, they're relationship ruiners. Um, <laughs> we've already well you've you've already uh, spoke briefly about uh, substances so tren is fren tren is um if used in moderation yeah i was kind of hoping like not hoping but like <laughs> maybe, maybe hoping that you would have done i don't know if you know this guy's name he was on a louis theroux bodybuilder uh, a guy grundy you know guy grundy uh no i don't think so no please google him he was i think he was number two in the world maybe late 90s early 2000s a big big guy i think he was going for the olympia title i think he got number two maybe at olympia don't quote me on that because i don't super know a lot about the guy apart from uh me seeing him on louis theroux's weird weekends what's his name guy grundy he's an australian guy and yeah i just kind of wish you did maybe deny it a little bit just so I could maybe get a response out of you like him, you know, because Louis asks him, you know, do you take illegal substances? And he's Australian and got a lisp. So it's <laughs> perfect. And, and I think he says something like, um, 
he says, you know, what is your cycle? And he, he says something like, well, my cycle is uh, it's testosterone and um, a bit of dick. Uh, well, actually, I, I don't take steroids, but if I were to take steroids, this would be my cycle. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious if you haven't seen it boys and girls please um google and watch it and learn all about guy grundy and his steroids and also his um this isn't a, a knock to you if you're listening mr grundy but you did come across as having a bit of a problem with the size of your penis and that will be confirmed on the louis theroux that's been aired multiple times I just uh, I just brought him up on my screen and yeah he's he's pretty he's a pretty big guy big guy big guy so moving swiftly forward and backwards Trenny's friend question mark question mark yeah I mean um oh, I don't know. I've done ten I've done ten shows now mm-hmm. and I believe I did five completely natural two yep. or three no two I did I did five natural. Two running testosterone uh, and and just masteron, especially mm-hmm. test and mast. And then the last three, I've run um, test, mast, tren, um, and winch draw. Nice bit of cousin Winnie. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's pretty much what I've run for the last. Definitely two shows, maybe three shows. I think that would probably surprise people. And I'm sure all of your haters listening, shout out. Don't know who the fuck you are. Don't care. But I'm sure that they, they, they would um, be very, very surprised and maybe upset that uh, that, is, that is the truth of the matter. But, I mean, why would you lie? Like, why, you just wouldn't, though, would you? If you're going to come clean with anything and, you, you know, you've, given, you've said to someone, yeah, I've taken train, you're not exactly going to, like, lie about how much... Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't, I don't really give a fuck to be honest. Um, yeah, why lie? You literally don't gain anything from lying. When I was natural, people were like, "Oh, you're taking Anavar." You, I've never taken Anavar. <laughs> I don't see the point of taking Anavar. But even when I was natural, people were like, "Oh, he's, he's on Var. He's taking testosterone," and I wasn't. And when I actually started taking testosterone, everyone's like, "Oh, you're taking Tren," and I wasn't. And when I started taking Tren. I don't even know what the fuck people think I'm taking now. <laughs> ah, right. No, yeah, he's definitely taking trend now. Yeah, okay. It's been confirmed. It's been it's been five years of hating, but finally, finally, my hating has been confirmed. <laughs> I took. Uh, I was on trend for ten weeks prior to my competition in May, and then since May, I've been off. I've been off everything. Um, I literally just got back on test now. Test, just test alone mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago, maybe just over, maybe three weeks ago, two weeks ago. So How are you feeling? Some, um, I just noticed it's just kick, it's just kicking back in now, to be honest. Um, but I don't I don't massively notice coming on and off stuff, especially test. I don't really notice. Um, you, you, you feel a bit? Uh, I'm just a bit fuller. That's that's literally it. I just feel like I'm a bit fuller. Um, I get. Pumps easier. Are you quite conservative with your um, your dosages? Would you say? Um, well, I'm on 500 milligram of test a week right now, and I'll probably stay. On, I'll probably stay on that for uh, 
probably, probably, I'll probably, this will be my off season, I'm guessing. So how, how long would you, would you um, anticipate to run that for then in an off season? Uh, I'll probably do, what we are now, so start of October, so October, November, December, January, I'll probably run, I'll run this, I'll probably put in some equipoise, um, I've got equipoise actually, I've got, I literally got it waiting, but I've not started it yet, I've just started the test. What, um, to kind of, what, sharpen you up a little bit? Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, the thing is with me, I don't want to, to put on lots of size for the scale. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, on, on the weighing scales, and that's well, always a Quality. You should, about yeah, the quality? Yeah, if I put on, if I put on two kilograms of an off season, I expect to be a kilo up on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, consi- it's consistency then, though, isn't it? Obviously, you're not like yo-yoing with your weight, so you know that that, that muscle you've got there, that is a solid. Yeah, and that's how I've always done it. Even even when I'm on and off uh, of steroid cycles, I've I've never lost strength. I've never got weaker. No, uh, I mean, I I have to say that um, that would almost be entirely down to your your training style with with all of the um, the compound kind of stuff there. What what you often find is guys that do compound the this, again. This is a, a bit of science for you guys. The the actual strata then of the muscle, there's, there's more muscle fibers generally in people that do um, strength, like compound training, versus that of a person who does purely hypertrophy training. So that the muscle itself is in fact denser. So like you said, if you're gaining two two kilos uh, for your off-season on, on stage, you're going to be, you know, you're only losing a kilo. Whereas I've quite literally seen people who've bulked up, you know, ridiculous They've, they've literally gone up, you know, like five kilos, and they get get to show day, and they've they've literally put on like maybe a kilo. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like what the fuck? What? Where did you go? <laughs> I mean, back in April two thousand seventeen, I was seventy seven kilograms. Now I'm well. Then okay, I'm I'm, I'm one hundred and one at the moment, you know, and I'm I'm still fairly lean. So I've put on. What's that like? Twenty four kilo of muscle, I guess, in in three in three years. Yes, that's good. That's um, consistent. And again, I don't, in my opinion, I don't, I don't run huge cycles. I don't, I don't put on loads of. I don't take. You know, I'm not. A, I don't say that all like devol and stuff like that, just to put on the size. So every yeah. everything that I put on, I find I keep. Like mm-hmm. when I when I diet down, I don't I don't look any smaller when I diet down. Yeah, well, obviously, if if you're not. Um taking things that are um, aromatizing and they're, they're not holding a lot of water. Obviously, if you don't have a lot of water there, you don't really have water to lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So that's how, that's how I've always done it. I've always tried to be like, I say it's slow and steady. I've put on a lot of muscle in quite a short space of time, but I also think it's a lot to do with my consistency, yes. the, uh, my training style. And I, yeah. I hate to say like genetics come in, but I feel like I do. I think they do. I do put on muscle quite easily without putting on fat. Like, I literally, I can't get fat, man. I eat 5,000 calories a day and have two cheat meals a week, and I still don't really get fat. So. Yeah, you, you are a, um, you're an interesting one. I'd very much like to study you one day. Do I mean, that's, that, sounds, that sounds dark and weird and twisted. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not, not like that, not like that. But, yeah, in, interesting because, obviously, you know, um, that there are people who can literally 
they can they can smell you know chocolate and they put on weight you know like bad yeah, weight yeah. um i mean i wouldn't think it's it's too far out of you know what we already know about uh your insulin system and how your you know your your hormones are working and how they're balanced i, I wouldn't think it was too far out of the that kind of realm but i'd be very interested to know specifically you know what is going on uh with you yeah, yeah, yeah. would be an interesting thing and you know, going back back to the the dosage thing, um, you say that you know that's that's all that you run. You know, it always interests me. Um, you know, anyone who's who's listening to this, I, I I would very much love to to have a factual piece of data that that can uh, document and evidence this. Where do you guys get your um, your dosages from? I I often read. Uh, journals and all sorts of particular cookbooks, should we say? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can't, for the life of me, find any kind of evidential data that that, that is concluded to the the figures that bodybuilders use. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's it's like the the only thing that I can kind of work out is that. Um, any any kind of test on uh let's just go with i don't know like deca then right yeah um nandrolone any kind of test on that the only kind of stuff that i've seen is at either end of the spectrum either end being the one end being hiv patients who have a teeny weeny amount which essentially rehabilitates them and allows them to you know live a functioning life and the other end of the spectrum that is um very heavily uh, many caveats within that, but it's it's basically just saying at this level, and I think it's something like I don't know, uh, six hundred milligrams. No, no, no more than that. If if you take any more, you're not going to see any more benefits. But it's it's quite literally that simple in the phraseology. You're not going to see any more benefits. There's not anything um, mentioned in any of the bodybuilding stuff that I've seen though of all of the side effects right up to that 600. So where have you got the, um, the, the data from like who, who was the first man in the gym that said, this is how um, much you take. <laughs> yeah. This, this is how much you take. Cause I'm sure, you know, it, it didn't just, you know, come from. Yeah. Nowhere. Like, uh, the dosage is just plucked out of the air, aren't they? I, yeah. Like I said, I, I understand that, um, you, you have got that endpoint that says over, over this amount, you won't see any benefit. So people generally don't go over that. But all of the, you know, the precursors of that dosage, there is, you know, an abundance of health issues which seem to be completely ignored and not even just ignored, um, absolutely unknown to many people. And, uh, as I was saying previously, I think as you get older, um, longevity of life is something that becomes uh, prevalent. You know, it, it, it starts to move up the list, especially people as uh, you know as they as they do more um, adult things. Then you know, if you if you're a normal kind of person, I mean, obviously everyone isn't going to be a Toby Richards. Not everyone's going to be uh, jet setting and you know live the live the life in the fast lane you might you might <laughs> but most people generally are gonna uh, be you know 
wife and kids and, and that kind of stuff. Whatever. Even even if not, though, you probably want to live for you know fairly long time. And with all these particular exogenous substances, and, and this isn't to say now, and this is the, the, the prelude to this, this isn't to say I'm knocking it, absolutely not, because I have taken steroids for a very, very long time. But the older I'm getting, the more I'm learning, the more I'm um, more cautiously approaching and trying to help um, especially some of the younger chaps into it because mm-hmm. as you said the 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 500 um, milligrams or whatever it was like, like fine we'll we, we take that as as a, as a thing that's that's testosterone right I know guys who take uh, 500 mgs of tren a week right yeah which is what's that it's like fucking that's, that's a lot that's almost a shot a day isn't it well it's just it's <laughs> Oh no, that that would be that would be E if it was uh, Ace. Oh, okay. If it was Ace, yeah, it would literally be yeah, like um, five shots a week. <laughs> yeah, like just 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 disgusting. But I I know some guys who are literally running like a hundred mg's every other day of of Ace, and I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting at all that you're you're right up there. You're right on the rev limiter of I'm making fucking sick gains, bro. But what else? Like, what what else is going on? And yeah, what, what's going on? The, the stuff you can't see, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is it. And obviously, after my um, particular visits to various specialists and hospital visits, all of these things have now become uh, abundantly available and clear to me. And you know, it, I I wouldn't want to see anyone fucking themselves up because of. Not not even ignorance, just point blank not fucking knowing. Do you know what I mean? Point yeah, blank yeah. not knowing. And unfortunately, the particular industry that you know you're in, the bodybuilding industry, is such a. I mean, I think now it's becoming a lot less cloak and dagger, but until very very fucking recently, everyone has been super super. Um, like I don't take steroids, you know. Yeah, everyone's been everyone's been super. It's it's almost becoming a trend now. Like if you. Um... If you're more was, open about it, people yes, are it's, Yeah, it's it's cool to be out, but then the caveat yeah. with with that would be, yeah, it is cool to be out, but do you what, know what where, message are you sending people as well? That's that's it, that's it. And I I know I know people would uh, say, Can you full of shit? Can you full of shit? And if I said to them, if you take uh, fifty milligrams of Deca every ten days, right? over a a course of 10 weeks you will see tangible gains people say no Kane, you're full of shit you need to take 600 milligrams okay fine well hear me out (laughs) hear me out hear me out what actual data have you got to prove me wrong probably none okay the the big guy down the gym does it (laughs) right there we go there we go but I'm, i'm being pragmatic and and being absolutely objective here what have you actually got Probably nothing. Now, yeah, there's no hard evidence. No, there there is, however, as I said, you've got the one end of the spectrum, and I, this is what I want. I want something in the middle of this spectrum. But at the one end of the spectrum, you do have patients, HIV patients, right, who have been hospitalised, unable to walk, unable to get out of bed. Um, just remembering this now, um, top of my head, I believe the chap came in. 
to hospital over a period of eight, I believe it was eight weeks. Uh, he lost seven kilos of muscle mass. Right. Um, he he had a machine to breathe from him. Obviously, he couldn't like walk around or anything. He was then administered uh, 50 milligrams of Deca every 10 days. Now, bearing in mind, this is a very, very sick man. The people who are going to be taking steroids generally aren't sickly people, right? Yeah. So 50 milligrams of, uh, of Deca every 10 days. And um, newsflash for you boys and girls, Deca doesn't have a half-life of 10 days it's actively in your system for up to nine fucking months yes nine months um i believe by the second week he was able to breathe on his on his own by the third week he was able to walk around the rooms obviously he'd recovered enough mass and uh, by the fifth week they'd sent him home so uh, yeah like the kind of case in point there would be Yes, I'm sure you can take 100 milligrams of Tren. Of course you fucking can, and of course you're going to grow. But who are you to say, if you haven't fucking tried it, and no one has, no one has data on this, to say, if you've got this incy-wincy amount, your body doesn't take it on board and say, ah, there's only, you know, (laughs) there's only 10, there's only like 10 micrograms there. That that doesn't mean anything, just, you know, like on the conveyor belts, that's, that's not anything. Of course it fucking does something, you idiot. Of course it fucking does. And the the scary thing with Tren um, is how fucking it does what it does. I mean, I don't know if you know or if anyone knows anything about Tren, but Tren is it's not for humans. As delicious as it is, it is not for humans. Okay. Um, it's for cattle. And we're slowly now starting to see, and this is what I'm saying about the, the cloak and daggers thing, we're seeing people become more open uh, and you're seeing now more uh, journals being released now about people who've gone to hospital with cardiac issues and the doctors haven't known what the fuck is going on. They, they've got um, hypertrophy of the left ventricle is, is generally what happens. So you get an irregularity on the ECG, right? And they, they don't know what the fuck it is. They're thinking, is this some sort of you know heart disease? Um, is is this a heart attack? We we don't fucking know because there's there's always signs there to kind of say ah well it must be, you know, this because there'll be raised troponin in and uh, creatinine levels and blah blah blah. Um, they're then looking at these guys, and we're seeing um, the actual heart itself has quite literally enlarged. Now. I've had a echocardiogram myself and I've, I've had personal experience with this. And what they, they tend to see is um, something that if, if you imagine a silhouette would be similar to an athlete, what was known as athlete's heart. So the heart is quite literally bigger, right? But if you imagine um, if you do a lot of cardio, your, your actual, um, the roadways then that the blood travels on, they get wider because you're fit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's able to transfer, you know, we're able to, to travel on the road faster and we can, we can get about better. You know, your resting heart rate is then consequently lower. When you've got this trend heart, as I'll call it, although <laughs> y- your heart looks bigger, what's actually happening is the 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 ventricles, etc., are actually just swole. So they look bigger, but they're actually 
fatter, if that makes sense. So they're actually more more constricted. Yeah. And long story short, boys and girls, uh, Tren is made for cattle. How long, Toby Richards, does a cow bred for beef live? Not very long. I'm guessing mm. a few years. Few years, a couple of years, or something. I don't know. No, I think it's usually around nine months. Generally, it's uh-huh. around there. Yeah. So, so um, they, don't, they don't care how long the organs. Uh... Exactly. You, you're not thinking about that, obviously. If if yes, this drug can put. Uh, I think it's something ridiculous, actually, like thirty to fifty kilos on a, on a cow. <laughs> um, over yeah, quite literally over a three month period. But it doesn't fucking matter because we're going to chop them up and eat them anyway. Like, who fucking cares? Actually, with me, I don't intend on being chopped up and eaten. Yeah. So just just to go back there, boys and girls, these are all real things. These are all things that you can look for quite literally on Google and search and find. Um, do an incy-wincy bit of trend, see what happens. Because my theory would be if you preempted it with um, a good cardiovascular background – a small amount of train. I genuinely believe. Uh, I, I I'm gonna have to you know get some more money and get a a doctorate behind me so I've got some actual medical backing and then get some sort of uh, some 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 people to test on. But I genuinely believe that you could have all of those excellent benefits. You know, you're not going to be obviously like I don't know 200 kilo Hulk man overnight. But you know, longevity, as we were saying initially, longevity. And not having all of these these bad fucking issues because at the end of the day, we want to live a long, long fucking time and, yeah. and lift lift a lot of weights, and yeah, be around. And also, final fucking point on that: taking a lot of trend, boys and girls. This one fucking sucks. It does categorically enlarge your prostate. Yes, prostate. No one wants to go to the doctors and have a finger up their bum. Do they? No. I don't know. Some people might. I mean, some people might. Yeah. <laughs> some people might, but no. I feel as well, you know, especially young guys now. Like fucking, I can't go on Instagram and see. I mean, I'm I'm guilty for it myself, but you can't go on Instagram without seeing blokes mid twenties, shredded, looking good all the time, right? And I feel like now Instagram is so. A few years ago, you didn't see it as much. Now it's it's in your face. You can't go on Instagram or even pick your fucking phone up without seeing these guys who are like men's physique uh, competitors and fitness models and stuff like shredded all the time. Mm-hmm. The young young lads now, they like 16, 17 years old, they look at that and they think, right, that's what I want to look like. But whether these guys, what what they're taking or whatever is irrelevant to an extent because they don't realize, okay, these guys have been training for 10 years. Yeah. Guys want to look like that in 10 months. Oh, yeah. And, and 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 they can get to that size in ten months. The muscle quality is not there, but you can, you could you could get to eighty five kilo. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Pretty pretty quick within a year from yeah. from like from seventy kilo, say like an average size like sixteen year old. I reckon. You look yeah, de- like definitely. You have spots all over you. Yeah, and you might be a bit. You might be a bit chubby, but you might be a bit chubby. You probably won't be able to get a fucking hard on. You know, and there's all this kind of stuff, and I feel like it's a lot. It's just because of Instagram. Like when when I was 16, well, that's fucking 10 years ago now. But 
Instagram wasn't around, you'd have to pick up a Flex magazine or Men's Health magazine or Muscle and Fitness. It's very controlled then, isn't it? To, to a degree, yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to go you to the shop and you'd have to choose to buy it and look at it. Now, you, you're on your phone and you come up on my uh, suggested, you know, these, these guys who are fucking shredded. And it's, it's not, a, it's not a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not, it's not reality, you know, it's not a... No. It's, it's very, it's very much a, a saturated market as well. You know, a, a, there's, there's, there's so many carbon copies of another one. That's another one. That's another one. And I, I do think it's, it's a dangerous um, breeding ground for lo- lo- lots of different issues. You know, like you said, is the, the, the fashion right now is being honest, which is fine. But what are you being honest about? If you're being honest about taking fucking, I don't know, twenty mil of test a week. And then you, you, you're kind of selling that, and under the 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 contents, the, the contents, the context of somehow this is a positive thing. Do you know what I mean? People don't know that. People aren't going to fucking question that, and they yeah, want yeah. They, they they want that. So obviously, you know, they're they're going to try and chase that. And you get this is where you get these these young these young lads, these sixteen year olds, and this is this is a lot of the um the, the medical studies that I'm seeing now. A lot of these people, they're not fucking old people. They're young guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're young guys. The 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 one that I read um, earlier in the week, he was. Um, you see a lot of it in Australia. You 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 fucking guys in Australia, mate. They fucking do, love do. it. They love it. But he was twenty three. Twenty three, and he's had um, two fucking heart attacks. Fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, <laughs> no, stop. Behave yourself. Um, on on a lighter note, though. Getting away from from that, um, kill, fuck or marry, yeah, is a right. fun game. Kill, okay. kill, fuck or marry, all of these names, you just need to imagine that they're a female version of themselves, but many of their male traits are still quite present. Right, so, so, is it easier if I if I pretend I'm a girl for this next question? I mean, yeah, man, whatever, whatever helps you through this. But I've already got my answers. I already know how I'm fucking going on this. I think I think I've been quite decisive with this. I've, I've got, I've got mine down. So kill, fuck, marry. Your choices are Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dorian Yates, Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> um... Marry Arnold Schwarzenegger because he's the richest. Oh, you fucking... What, you shallow little bitch? Um, wow. Probably kill Ronnie Coleman, because I feel like he's on his way out already. Oh, Ronald. And uh, I guess fuck Dorian Yates, because it's just... Because uh, you fucking love Dorian Yates. Because I fucking love Dorian Yates. Wow. I mean... What's each, yours, then? Yeah, each their own. You can obviously play the game at home boys and girls and you can write into the glory hole with your answers for a chance to win this week's shit prize um my kill fuck marry would be kill arnold obviously because the terminator can't be fucking killed he cannot die obviously i'd marry ronnie coleman because yeah buddy (laughs) i feel like it's not a relevant answer absolutely is absolutely is yeah buddy and obviously, yeah, I'd, I'd fuck Dorian Yates. Come on, he's full of HGH. 
perfect. Imagine you you could like you could like ride him like a manta ray. He'd be like my steed. This is going away from the the sexual fantasy of weird lady Dorian. <laughs> this this yeah manta ray Dorian. You know like um oh fuck what was his name on SpongeBob? Was it just was it just Manta Ray? You know, the, like the villain against Barnacle Boy and um, oh fuck, I'm I'm bad with this. Well, you've lost me. Yeah. So whoever you are listening, watching, watching, listening, uh, Man Ray, Manta Ray, SpongeBob character. He's a, he's like a villain. That's what I'm thinking of Dorian Yates, and I'm kind of like riding him round this mythical place where I kill the Terminator and fuck Ronnie Coleman. It's it's very late here. To be fair, it it is it is three a.m. Um, so I will be I, I will be drawing to a close uh, very shortly because I'm getting to the end of my extensive list. So here we go, Toby Richards. Toby Richards, what pisses you off? Because for me, it's coaches slash PTs. But what pisses you off, Toby Richards? Uh, I thought you were going to say cyclists for a minute. Oh, fuck, I hate cyclists. <laughs> I what really pisses do. me off? Uh, a lot of things piss me off. My most, my biggest pet peeve. Pet peeve. Yes. Um, people who talk in, like, fucking third person. <laughs> oh, No. I don't think I've ever had like actual experience. What do you mean? What? So if I was like, Kane believes that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally that. Yeah, yeah. It would be. Imagine being that much of a cunt. I mean, I think it's more of like a social media thing when people do it. Okay, I thought you meant like they they speak to you as if they're they're Julius Caesar. Yes. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you you wouldn't say. Um, I went there, you'd say the great Lord Caesar went there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess along those lines. Yeah. And manners, man, like, mm. you know. There's no such thing these days. It's quite literally no such thing these days. I don't know if you saw my uh, my story earlier, but this is regarding this. I saw, well, I heard rather, I was listening to a, um, as an interview on the radio. It's, um, this might not have it might not be with your American friends, but it's definitely a British thing. Grime. You're seeing grime culture right now. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, no, I'm not even going to start like that. Don't get me wrong. I fucking like grime. I do fucking like grime. I think grime is the the punk movement for this generation. Fucking love grime. Absolutely. But with regards to manners and respect, apparently there's a, there's a trend now that is um, stealing people's bank cards. And there's this guy who's got a song about stealing his mum's credit card. Now, <laughs> if what? What a weird flex. Stealing your mum's credit card? And they're called squares, apparently. He's a he's known as an F-Don, which is apparently a, like a, a fraudster. Honestly, imagine, right, we were in school now, and uh, old matey over there was known for pinching his old dear's purse. You'd slap the cunt around the head. Yeah, you do. Uh... The fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong? Oh yeah, mate, it's still, still my mum's bank card. We'll put it back then before I fucking slap you right in the mouth. <laughs> Literally, what the fuck is going on? 
Yeah, I've not edited that one yet. <laughs> yeah, you wait. You wait. It's coming. It's coming. But yeah, manners. Please, uh, please, please continue because I, we're we're definitely on the same fucking page there. Yeah, just manners like holding the door, holding the door open for someone, and they just walk oh, on through. Please, like I want to fucking slam your head in the door. Yeah, literally. But but literally though, do you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's not even a second thought, though, is it? You know, I'm just I'm, sorry. I'm, I, you, I'm, I'm on one now. <laughs> oh, good. I'm, personal space. You know, like if you're in a line and you and you're queuing for something. Let's say the fucking cinema, right? You're queuing for your. Oh pop- my god! And there's there's a foot between you and the person in front of you. So and you creeping. Like, yeah, and you like you know they step forward and you step forward a foot. The person oh. behind you steps forward. One like and a, a half foot. Yeah, yeah, like a foot and a half. You, yeah. can, you, can, you can, like, I can smell your shit breath on the back of yeah. my neck. I don't yeah. like it. I get antsy, though, man. Like, yeah, I feel like I, there should be some sort of, like, I don't know, everybody's got a laser perimeter yeah. around them. Yeah. And yeah, if just you walk like, into it, it beeps. And it's like, no, fuck off. Cattle prod and an air horn. That's what I always say. Cattle prod and an air horn. Literally, like, you get close enough, and you get zapped. Dubai is one of the worst places for that. Oh, I'm sure. Sure. It's. I think it's a lot of. Um, it's London, obviously. I feel like again, I'm not trying to, but I feel like people who are very populated countries, mm. like India, China, stuff like that, they they're more used to it. Yeah. Like you yeah. and I, you know, we're used to the countryside a bit more. I'm not. Uh, I'm, well, used, no. I'm used to people being around me so much. No, well, yeah, I'm, I'm used to being sat behind a tractor and doing twenty miles an hour. I'm not used to fucking matey trying to get to the till. Do you know what I mean? Like behind me or creeping. Oh, mate, but, I fucking hate that. No, you've. Mm, oh, triggered I'm totally me. Used to it now because I'm not. I'm not driving now. I'm here in uh, New York. I'm on the subways. Triggered. So I'm. I'm getting used to it. I just got to put my headphones on, and uh, just drift away listening to some death metal on my own. <laughs> yes, I mean that's that's generally you know how it, how it goes for me. And then I'm thinking in my head, if it went down, motherfucker. This is how it would go down. I would fuck you up, Sam. I would fuck you up. I mean, there's been a couple of times recently, actually, where it's just been building and building and building. And unfortunately, for the person who it, it, it's exploded on, they've always been, like, quite innocent. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It will be, like, that, building. That provoked you. <laughs> Yeah, and they've got like a little bit close. I'm like, uh, do you mind fucking stepping back? And they're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm, so sorry. I'm like, oh god, ah, can you at least like go with it and like, <laughs> you know, like try and push back a bit so I can have a bit of satisfaction? You know, like I feel like a piece of shit now. <laughs> you know I mean, like you've had, you've obviously had a fucking bad day, and you're in. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think the the death metal on the train doesn't doesn't actually help that much. I'm literally always ready to go, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you, you're waiting. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see someone take a package out of a out of a bag one day, and you you literally like you were ten seconds ahead of him. You were like, I was listening to this fucking double bass solo, son. <laughs> I was ready to dump tackle you, and I can imagine myself in a newspaper now. Toby Rhodes <laughs> saves the day. You're like, yeah, fuck you. And then, and obviously, you know, he just he gets his bag and fucks off. You're like, yeah, well, maybe next time. <laughs> I'm on to you. Yeah, you fuck. The zombie, <laughs> the zombie apocalypse is coming. I'm just fucking ready for it. Yeah, I'll be fucking waiting. You just fucking wait, cunt. <laughs> 
so yeah, manners, manners and personal space. Mm. I like that. I do like that. Yeah. Um, where the fuck are we? Sorry, my eyes have just gone like man. It's ten. Oh, it's ten p.m. here, so you're. Oh five, right, you're five hours ahead of me, aren't you? Yeah, it's like three a.m. here. So boys and girls, <laughs> we're uh, we're a dedicated team here. Team being uh, me, quite literally. Um, we're getting down the list though. We're almost there. Spare time, and outside of the gym, what do you do? Do you do anything else, or are you one of those people who, quite literally, their entire personality is? Uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> bicep curl. <laughs> um, spare time at the moment, I've actually started going to plays a bit more in New York. Um, plays. plays, yeah, you know, wow. like, that... people performing a little bit. Oh my fucking goodness gracious me. Well, that, that is a, a shocker. So I've started doing that a bit more here. Um... I practice shit at the moment as well because, like, if I do something, I want to be good at it. So I want to be good at this whole acting acting shit. So I practice a lot. I read a little bit about acting and stuff like that. Um, I practice trying to cry. I practice laughing. Um, Practice trying to cry. Yeah, me too, mate. I I always practice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just practicing or I fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, That's what I'm doing at the moment. That's what, like, my... My mindset is on just practicing emotions, but some are easier than I, I can laugh and get angry easy because I'm always one step away from laughing or shouting at someone. Uh, the other stuff is the, the other stuff is hard. I can't do it yet, but like, uh, like, like, the, like the emotional stuff, like uh, getting upset and stuff. Because generally, I find if I'm upset, mm-hmm. I'm actually. Um, I don't know. I'm more angry, I guess. Not angry, but you know, I, I train and stuff. I don't. I don't get upset. I don't get. I don't get sorry for myself. I get psyched up. Mm-hmm. I get pissed off, or I, I I find stuff funny. So that's what I'm trying to do at the moment. Is just trying to tap into my emotions. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah, expressions and how 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 things are expressed or whatever. Yeah, I play a lot of Call of Duty. Of course. In my spare time. Of course. Um. I don't, I don't get a lot of spare time at the moment because, you know, I'm, I'm doing acting classes like eight hours a day. Um, or six, well, six to eight hours, depending on the day. I'm, I'm training as well because mm-hmm. I've got a show coming up in May. Um, I'm PTing a couple of people in the evenings. But, yeah, I'm spare, spare time at weekends and stuff. Uh, I mean, sometimes I'm going to plays a bit more. Um, I'm generally just reading and just trying to get better at what I'm what I'm studying, really. That's good, man. That's 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 excellent, actually. I'm so fucking glad. <laughs> no, ge- genuinely, that, that's not that's not like a knock. Oh my god, I'm glad you're learning to read. You know, <laughs> good you know, for like, you. <laughs> yeah. Get, oh, finally. Oh, well, God bless him. No, it's, yeah, ge- genuinely, no. That's like I said. It's, I yeah, knowledge is is fucking power. Is an old saying, but um, I think w- when you stop trying to learn at least and when you know when you when you stop pushing yourself and stuff is when you just cease i think to be as as a as a human basically i i often although i follow that you know that's a mantra often hear people who who speak um through interviews or whatever and um the chap actually who recently 
won the the Nobel Prize. His name uh, escapes me. He's a ninety seven year old, right? He's uh, he's a chemist who um, he, he's won the award for his um, his work. I believe he was the chap who invented the lithium battery. Right. Okay. Ninety seven. Right. He was made to retire from Oxford University when he was sixty five. He now lives and works out of Texas. Bearing in mind, again, third time, 97, right? When you hear him speak, he doesn't sound old. He doesn't sound frail. He, he, he sounds like an older gentleman. But I would have put him, you know, a, a, maybe around the 60 mark. Right. He, he, he sounds far younger than he is. And that is because, and, and I see this all the time and rather hear this all the time, people who are constantly learning and um engaging with things their mind is so much younger and sharper and that's it that's what i'm saying it's important to to always be doing that man you know if you know he's, he's 97 he'll probably just fucking drop dead one day like whatever but he he hasn't obviously withered and become this kind of frail old vegetable yeah, men- mentally is he's still that's developing. it that's it exactly quite literally he is still oh, developing. okay say right now right say i tomorrow i quit training right? i don't I, stop eating how i'm eating i stop training stop taking everything right within two years i'm probably going back to normal right mm. um so i stopped developing it for me i feel like again even your brain is very similar like man i haven't fucking written hand like pen to paper for for years i've just started doing it more now the last couple of months oh my god the hand cramp oh yeah but even now like my handwriting it sounds really fucking stupid but I started writing again. I write. I'm writing like a child. Yeah, well, yeah, you will. Two months, two months later, my handwriting's getting like back to fucking normal again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course it fucking will. Of course it fucking will. That's a skill. It's quite literally. I think. Um, I think that's that's something that we've lost in the last as early as early as late as a hundred years. I remember. Um, I where was I? I was at Gloucester Cathedral, and um, there's. Uh, it's, there's a lot of um, natural stone in there. Obviously, there's a lot of marble and sandstone and stuff, so it's quite soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's been, like, etched. Like, people have graffitied it, but the, the people who've graffitied it would have done it in, like, you know, the 1700s, 1800s. And although it's graffiti, it's the most beautiful fucking handwriting you've ever seen. Obviously, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, who would it be? Uh, like, 1843... Richard Lord of Custard is a sissy and it'll be in like, you know, the most stunning fucking handwriting. <laughs> but then then like my nan's writing is fucking beautiful. That's what I'm saying. You know, like we, we had it all the way, all the way, you know, all the way from there right up to pretty much my nan. Like 80 to 100 years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like I, I write something and it literally looks like I've I've lost a fucking limb. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like like i i was i was doing a thing the other day at, at work um i was investigating something and and the, the person said to me uh when i was writing my statement down they said uh oh do you do shorthand and i was like um no like oh sorry yeah it's quite literally that but it's like so bad sometimes i can't even read it back and i was like looking at my my fucking book and i said <laughs> to my boss and i was like mate can you read this he was like what do you mean can i fucking read it it's your writing i was like oh yeah shit <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, that's that's excellent. I'm 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 so fucking glad. 
So maybe, oh my God, Toby Richards, full circle, well played. Maybe you are um, not a philanthropist, but what I thought a philanthropist was. You're definitely a scholar, or at least definitely moving. A you're at least moving towards a scholar. Scholarship. I'll keep moving. I'll keep moving. You keep fucking moving, mate. I love that. It's um, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 fucking good to know. And yeah, I I have got a piece of shit podcast, and you know, I'm hoping to grow it. I said I will. I'm sure I will. I will have Steffi Cohen. I will have uh, Zahir. I will have other famous people. Maybe even fucking scientists. I'd love to get some smart motherfuckers on this show. Yeah, I'll um, be in man. But the the key thing here is, and this is why you're on right now, is not because you're my friend and I like you. Fuck no. It's because you've got something a bit different. And that is authenticity. Authenticity. I like that, though. I fucking like that. I think, you know, other people, obviously, they see that and and, and, and like that. You know, like I said, you, you're not just some fucking... Sorry, sorry, boys and girls, who this applies to. You're not just some dickhead meathead. I like to curl biceps. (laughs) I like to make them grow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, take trampoline because the guy over there said to take trampoline. You know, you've 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 obviously you've got that. You've got that gift. Cool. You've exploited that. Cool. Excellent. Now you're going to fucking plays and learning handwriting and shit. That's fucking excellent, man. I'm so fucking happy. That's yeah. Thanks, man. Got to keep learning. That's good. I'm, yeah, knowledge is power, my friend. And on that fucking note, boys and girls, Toby Richards, we're going to draw this motherfucker to a close. It's been delicious. I'm sure we've all learned a lot. I've learned that um, I've actually had to hold my pee pretty much from the time I sat (laughs) down, which is pretty fucking horrendous. I've drunk three beers since you've been sitting. Yeah. Well, obviously, I, like, rev myself up on coffee. And I was like, yeah, this, this is a good idea. This is a good idea. And then, yeah, I've been sat here now for fucking hours needing a piss. So, yeah, thank God. So. Nearly three hours we've been talking. Yeah. I'm going to let you sign it off. So until next time, boys and girls, I'll see you at. The Glory Hall. The motherfucking Glory Hall. Mm.